Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. This is episode 669. Nice. For the week of September 27th, this is the last week of September in 2021. We are hitting October on Friday. And on the show this week, we have Drew for a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to be here for a little bit. Uh, Before I even start, I do want to mention, I know, Ken, you mentioned it in a joking manner last week. Uh, I am going to uh, sincerely apologize. I know that I, uh, uh past two weeks, I have uh, spoiled the ending to a video game that was new, and uh, I was called out on it, rightfully so. Uh, and I do apologize for doing that. I know it should, I should not have done that, and just because I didn't particularly like the game doesn't mean I should spoil it for everybody else. So I'm going to do better, and I'm going to make sure not to do that again. So... I, uh, I I feel very sorry, and uh, for the person that did call me out, yes, I was being a jackass. It's okay, I I was a jackass, and I'm going to try not to be anymore. I feel like we. Just so there had, we go. I feel like we just had one of those moments where somebody somebody got canceled on Twitter, and you're you're making the apology. I mean, I I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not canceled or anything no, like that. No, I know. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a dick move, and I really shouldn't. I, I shouldn't do that, even though I'm, I'm like I'm trying to make a dumb joke, and it was a dumb joke. And to be fair, know. don't 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 play that game, man. Like I mean, you it, know it's only a couple hours, but like it, they, you so know, many what? better games that do the same thing. Please we're, just, we're, regardless of what I think of the game or what we may think of the game, other people out there may still want right. to play it. You're right. So the only time I've never felt even this, even that game, I wasn't like. I didn't hate it as much as say like, and I know people hate when I bring this up, but disaster report four, where like, boy, I talk about a story that just does nothing. Um, don't play that because that at least, at least, at least this is something that's easily readily accessible price wise. And like, if you have game pass, like Free, disaster yeah. report four, they wanted like 60 bucks. Go fuck yourself. No. So just to be clear, I understand. And I do apologize and I will do my best to not do that again. So just to get that out of the way. All right. Well, we also have Anthony. Yeah. I don't, we don't have enough time to go through my apology. So uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just sorry in general existing. It's, we're going to have a, we're going to have a montage. Swearing, we're going to have a montage of my, Anthony, like on uh, like the BP guy in the South park episode, just going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, no, but it would actually be like, uh, no, because I get no enjoyment out of saying I'm sorry, but I know I have enough to be sorry. Ah, we all do. This uh, is a sorry podcast. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to jump into video games. Drew, uh, I am holding this episode for our embargoes tomorrow morning, so this episode will not be live until 11 a.m. Um, your embargo and my embargo. So Really? So uh, I've seen people playing this game, though. Yeah, the physical versions are apparently out in the wild. Okay. All right. Well, I am embargoed, uh, but I can talk about it, and I would like to talk about it because uh, the game in question is called uh, In Sound Mind. I'm reviewing this game. In Sound Mind, I said it in our little chat that we have. This game feels like the Call of Cthulhu game that should have been Call of Cthulhu. So, uh, I talked to the PR ahead. guy and had him send over another code so we could discuss it over the next couple of weeks, and I started it up. Yeah. I have only made it to the point where I got the elevator button, so I'm only like maybe 20 minutes well, in. Yeah, you're not far at all. <laughs> yeah, but what I've played so far is, man, it's a weird game. For a game that is only rated T for teen, somehow they still manage to creep you the hell out. I played the demo of this. Um, one of those Steam demo things, which it's still... The, the demo's still live on Steam as we speak. Um, and, man, I, I noped out of this. It was creepy as hell. Um, this was the game where I was talking about... Uh, where I talked about, like, going down a hallway and the mannequin, like, peeked around the corner and stuff, and I was like, yeah... We're done. So, <laughs> I can't so do mannequin shit, man. I, it's I, like the mannequin stuff is actually really cool because the mannequin is actually a good guy in this game. Oh, I fully understood it was pointing the way and stuff, and I was like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. I got some serious uh, soma vibes in the hallway where the thing is walking back and forth. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have that. The difference is is that you can fight back, which is great. Well, I couldn't um, then, because all I had was the flashlight. True. You have to get weapons. Uh, you get a weapon in the first area. So, um, I, not to get... Because I don't think this is a very long game. I feel like there's only probably three major areas in this game. and I, I, But I really want to talk about one of them. Because I have never seen this done. But I was like, this is the most imaginative game I've ever played, it feels like. So... You're, you're basically playing a psychologist who is going back through the old tapes of him interviewing his patients. And you basically go into what this person was thinking when you listen to these tapes. So one of the first areas you go into is like this old dilapidated supermarket. And it's it feels like each area feels almost like its own confined little Little Raccoon City Police Department. So it's like you have your own little hub where you're going to be. All right, so you you kind of like memorize this this location. I know where this is. Okay, over here is where the cash registers are. This over here, and I, I have to constantly go back and forth, kind of thing. You're trying, you're picking up items, using them at other places, that kind of thing. The what they do is they play into the story of the patient's psyche, and that is what you're seeing. So you're going through this dark, dilapidated supermarket with these ghostly women floating around, which is basically the person's psyche. The woman had 
an issue with her face. She was scarred badly as a child, and she had to deal with it, and she went to this psychiatrist for this reason. So her psyche is this ghostly apparition that when you look at her, she gets very pissed off and starts chasing you. You find a piece of a mirror and you ha you can the mirror is also like a knife, so you can use it as a knife that does nothing to the ghost woman. So if a ghost woman is chasing you, you hold uh, the piece of glass up in front of you and look at it a la Medusa. So you have to turn around and look at her through the mirror because she hates seeing her own reflection, and it makes her run away. I was like, I've never seen this before. This is crazy. And they're constantly chasing you. You have to constantly like turn around and put the mirror up, and they freak out and run away. And it's there was a sense of dread in this game every time I moved somewhere, and they do a really good job of that. Uh, it's it is definitely you can tell it's a little budgety. It definitely has that budget feel to it. Yeah, um, I was gonna say it, it like the world and like the 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 engine like the execution of it 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 gave me a real deadly premonition vibe but it didn't run like shit yeah my i mean to be honest with you it feels a lot like call of cthulhu like the the art style um just just the overall atmosphere feels a lot like call of cthulhu um but not with the whole dice rolls this is mainly a puzzle game um um figuring out what to do getting items and knowing what to use them on um, while progressing the story, because you learn more and more about it as you explore more. Um, and then you always go back to kind of like your hub world, which is the apartment building where your office is kind of thing. Uh, but that's this is definitely one of those games that I would say check out if you like the psychological horror stuff. Um, and like I said, there's no gore in the game because it's T for teen and I was like, how? Because originally I was thinking, oh, this looks kind of creepy when I saw the trailers for it. And I saw it was like, it's rated T for teen. How is this going to be scary? Oh, my friends, it is very creepy. That <laughs> they do some really good stuff with sound design. They do some really good stuff with like, like I've never imagined having to hold up a mirror and look behind me in the mirror to scare something off kind of thing. They do some really cool stuff there. Uh, I think this may be a sleeper hit. Like it's not going to be on, I don't know if it's going to be on anybody's game of the year lists, but it's definitely one of those. Hey, those one of those games would be talking about on the last Phoenix down. One of the little hidden gems that nobody ever plays. So I'm trying to convince as many people as I can to probably check this game out. There are a few issues here and there. Uh, the, if you die, uh, which the game has an autosave feature. Most modern games, if you die, you, you basically start back at the beginning of that area with full health. No. Whatever your health was when you entered that door is what your health is when you return back from dying. So I'm in a hallway with three of those dudes running around. I only have 50 health. I'm back to square one. I have to do this kind of perfect, you know, or go by the seat of my pants kind of thing. But um, it, it, there's there's a few issues here and there, but this is a solid experience, and I really think people should check it out. So I'm looking at this, and I think one of the hurdles to this game, it, this is this team's first game, by the way. That's impressive. Um, first, first 
first full game, I guess. The way they, they've done a bunch of mods before. Was yeah, this a Kickstarter yeah. game? Mm, no, I don't I think don't so. No, about that. No. Okay. Um, to just kind of go through their past stuff, they did a uh, strategy browser game called Echoes Operation Stranglehold, a uh, puzzle game called Interlocked. They did uh, the Flash version of Portal. Then they took those maps from the Flash version of Portal and turned them into maps for Portal. Uh, and then they did a mod of, uh, of the on the Source engine called Nightmare House Two. So, oh, well, I'm looking at this, and the, the the caveat that I was referring to is that it is only on Series X, PS5, PC, and it says Switch. But it is it is on Switch. But it's not on Xbox One or PS4. And there is absolutely zero reason why it is not on PS4. And, yeah, and that that, Xbox seems, One. that seems like a a bad choice. Because this game is not graphically intensive at all. Yeah, and not putting it and putting it on consoles that people can't even buy right now, but not putting it on the previous consoles of which there are, you know, two hundred million of out there seems. Yeah. Everybody's got a PS4. Yeah, this seems weird. It it, it is strange, um, but I, I mean, if you got those consoles, if you've got a PC, my, my I guarantee you, my PC from 2016 will play this game. <laughs> I, um, I don't PC have as much from, faith in, in the Switch. <laughs> my PC, yeah, yeah. while having newer parts, of course, but like it is not a. It's not a not a PC that you would go. Yeah, I'm gonna play a ton of games on that. With um, it ran the demo just fine. Yeah. yeah. So I I would I highly suggest this to anybody who is big into psychological horror stuff. There's there's literally a demo. Yeah. Try the demo. <laughs> try demo. the demo. Try it out. All right. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna play some more of this. This this seems cool. It's cool. It's cool. It, it, you can you. You may get a little frustrated, especially if you die and you realize, oh, I still start with no health. But um, the, you can get a firearm, you can get a gun, you can get a handgun uh, in the game. Uh, you have to find the parts for it first. So I, I found one already. What's up? I found one already in the in the okay. laundry room. I found the like the base of the gun. Oh, the one behind the. When you put Behind the fuse the... in and make the washing machine go, yeah, yeah. So I, so yeah. Guess what? I I fixed the elevator first. I don't have that fuse. Oh, yeah. That's no bueno. No, no bueno. I have two parts of a gun that I can't use, so I'm I'm still sticking to my my melee weapon. Unfortunately. Yeah, I haven't found a melee weapon. I like I ran across three or four things at the beginning that were like, I could probably break this. I'm like, well, give me it's like a crowbar or some shit and I'll break it. You you get you you get when you get to the supermarket, that's when you get the your first melee weapon. That's where you get the, the, the piece of glass which will allow you to cut the police tape. It'll also allow you to break the uh the boards on doors. So it feels a little bit like a Metroidvania in that sense where you're running into a whole bunch of areas that you can't get to right now. But if you progress the story, you get something from that part of the story that you can then use in the hub world. Video games are so stupid sometimes. Like you can't get past this police tape until you get a piece of glass to cut it. Like so you're telling me I couldn't just lift the fucking tape. 
he well he 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 comments on that. He does say he said that is some really strong police tape. <laughs> Um, it's, it's because this whole thing is like psychological. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's so different than the resident evil. Like you have to have the key to open the door. Like, why don't I just break it the fuck down? Yeah. I have a gun. Shoot the lock. Yeah. Let's, I don't understand the problem here. Video games. Some of them can't game. even jump. Yeah. But, uh, everybody can, I know you already got it. Anthony, you'd love this game. No, I won't because it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. How did Resident Evil 2 not scare the shit out of you? But you loved it. Dude, different... Okay. There's two different types of, like, being scared. I do not like the concept of, like, at any second, something's gonna pop around the fucking corner and scare the shit out of me. Hate that. Hate it. But the dread of knowing something is coming for me Love that feeling. That's, I mean, you get that in the supermarket, man. Because right. the, the women's hum, and they they. Well, then maybe I'd stuff. like part of it, but the sure fuck <laughs> the mannequin around the corner moving and then like pointing directions. I was like, absolutely, stop doing that. Mannequin, the man. I swear, but mannequin is great in that game because he his name's Dave. And, and he 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 helps you out Dave can constantly. Himself. Dave constantly I, helps you in this game. It's awesome. <laughs> I yeah I man, man the yeah I I prefer the Mister X is like I can hear you stomping up as I'm doing something and I'm going. I hope this fucking finishes in time. Nope. All right. Well, I'm gonna book it across the fucking. I loved that like that feeling was great. Um, now, to be fair, when the I played the demo, I didn't have a weapon, so maybe it changes once I have a weapon. But, like, yeah, the no weapon, walking around, not sure what the fuck was going to happen. I'm like, yeah, it's really dark, and I got this. I understand the, the kind of horror that you're going for, but alright, I'll give it another fucking try, Drew. Alright, Drew, what else you got? Master. <laughs> I played another game that I got to review as well. It's on Game Pass called Flynn... Something crimson. Flynn, something crimson. Yeah, that game is awesome. They are son of crimson. That game is awesome. Like that is that is a sleeper kind of shovel knight game. Yeah, I installed it. I haven't had a chance to get to it, dude. There's so many games. Like I've got Lost Judgment on my hard drive. I haven't even booted it. Diablo two. Haven't even booted it. The Flynn, Son of Crimson, haven't even booted... Well, I booted it up and played through the tutorial. Yeah. Like, I it, I don't know. I I see people on Twitter like, there ain't no games out. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, no, no. I, I, I've played two great games this past week. Yeah, I'm like six For, hours into... I'm six hours into Tales of Arise, and like I feel like that's another 30 or 40 hours. Oh, gosh, yeah. Jesus. But uh, yeah, Flynn is pretty awesome. It's a 2D sprite-based uh, platformer, action platformer. Uh, plays smooth as butter. Uh, uh, the combat's really cool. It's all about this. It's a lot of timing-based stuff. Um, there's one issue I have with that game. It's the biggest issue I can think of. In most platforming games where you do melee attacks, when you jump in the air you can jump and slash and still have your momentum. In this game, 
if you jump forward and you slash, you immediately stop and you're doing an air slash and then you fall straight down. Uh, I know what you mean. That throws me off constantly, but that's not how this game is supposed to be played because this game is really about the dodge mechanic. There's a dodge button in this game. Every enemy, before they attack, will flash for a second. That's when you know you need to hit the B button to dodge. And you are guaranteed to not get hit no matter what. It's not one of those games where if you touch an enemy, you get damaged. You can stand right next to an enemy, but until they flash, you're not going to get hit by them. And I can understand if it was one of those, if you touch an enemy, you get hurt. That should be a air slash kind of thing while still holding your momentum. This game is about combos and about dodging at the correct time. And once you get into that mentality, this game is is perfect. It's, it's, it's the game is fantastic. There's tons of upgrades. There's there's it's level by level, so you have almost like a Super Mario Brothers three overworld where you go to. Or this is going to be the new place, but then the levels themselves can have multiple uh, exits, so you may go on the map to a different direction depending on where you exit from. And it has that Metroidvania feel where you can't reach this exit yet, so you have to get a new skill that you can then go to reach that exit kind of thing. Um, but it is absolutely fantastic. It's on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, play that game. It is it is the the next best thing to Shovel Knight. I, can t- I, will, I, I will safely say that. So it's a good one. It is. It really is. I gotta get to it. There's so many games I gotta get to. It's driving me yeah. crazy. And the uh, the the last big game that I can talk about that I played was uh, Diablo Two Resurrected. Yeah, I haven't even played it. it sucks. That is that is straight up Diablo Two. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of figured that, and and that that was also kind of my concern is like so many of us have been so accustomed to the quality of life stuff from Diablo Three. There's a good amount of that in Diablo 2 Resurrected, though. Like the auto pickup for gold and stuff like that. You're not constantly clicking. Um, they they do a pretty good job, because con- I'm playing on Xbox, uh, of controlling with controller. Um, they have the full you know 360 movement kind of thing, so it's no longer like you're on a tile, on a grid. Um, uh, I know I played a little bit with Matt and... Uh, he was like, what the hell's going on? I feel like I, like I, there's lag going on. I was like, no, no, dude, you're missing. <laughs> this game ha- it has a miss feature. Every attack you do ha- is a dice roll. It's not like Diablo 3. <laughs> so, um, But they do have the, uh, in the options, you can have it set up to where it pops up miss every time you miss. So that way you know. It's not that your attacks aren't connecting. It's that you're literally missing your target. But um, yes, it's it's classic Diablo two. Everything I remember from it's there. Looks pretty decent. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since I played Diablo two, but it felt like I was riding a bike again. Yeah, I mean, I I will play it eventually. Yep. I just what, what class are you gonna go with? I don't know. Do you even know the classes in the game? Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of the stuff from the previous ones, or, or the ones from Diablo 3. I know, like, the Necromancers in it, and the Amazon. Yeah. Um, the, I think it's Rogue is what they call it in this one. And 
The assassin. The sorceress. Like, I know... Yep. But you can't change sex in this one, can you? It's all predetermined. No. Yeah, yeah. You you play as, you know, the, the assassin's always going to be a female. The sorceress is always going to be a female. Yeah, that's what I thought. Amazon, same thing. Yep. I'm playing the paladin. Ooh, fancy. Mm-hmm. I just watched an episode of Young Sheldon where the they were playing D&D and the guy didn't know anything about it. I was like, what's a paladin? It's a warrior of God. Yeah, that's exactly Hold right. on, no, let's not pay... Why, why were you watching Young Sheldon? I like that show. Eat it, <laughs> Here we go. I watched all of the Big Bang Theory and now I'm watching Young oh, Sheldon. Big Bang Theory. Let me tell you about Big Bang Theory. No, I don't want to hear about it because you're just going to complain. Oh, how about... Dude, it's the easiest thing ever. <laughs> Fucking... How do you fuck this up? I, I got my N64 from my mom. Oh... She included my memory card so I can pick up Mario where I left off. You know, that game that needs a memory card, Mario 64. Oh my god, would you stop? Was that, was that actually in the in the? Yes. yes, it was in the show. Yes, there are some things that, that, that they, don't they need have to be in there. They have scientists on set, but they refuse to have one fucking nerd. Get fucked. That show sucks. I like that show. Watched every episode of it. Without the laugh track, you wouldn't enjoy it. I mean, people get online and tell me about all these shows that are amazing, and I watch them. I'm like, this shit sucks. And then the yeah, shit well, I watch, that's how I feel. <laughs> you know, and that's fine. <laughs> but I, but you know what? Your opinion of the Big Bang Theory is not exclusive to you. Everybody seems to hate that show because it insults their nerddom. But then they get online and they're like, "Hey, tell me about the sports ball." Yeah, well, I don't write that either. No, but like, fuck all those people. They, they want to make fun of one thing, but they want to get mad when their thing is, you know, whatever. You, I don't when, care. When you said nerddom, it, it sounded like <laughs> Master Betty. <laughs> nerddom. <laughs> like right. what the fuck you like and get the fuck over it. I don't, don't go online and complain about everything else. Jesus. Anyway, so is that it for you, Drew? Yeah, pretty much. I, mean, I played some Overwatch. I watched the Overwatch League Grand Finale. I didn't. And, uh, I just looked at the changes on a card on Twitter. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, pulled, I pulled for Atlanta Rain, but man, they had them in the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> did you see the changes to the two characters? Uh, yeah, I did. Overwatch um, 2 is going to be a fucking weird game. Overwatch 2 is going to be a, is not going to be Overwatch. <sighs> Sombra I'm sounds like a fucking beast. Nightmare. Yeah. It sounds like a nightmare because I will never play Sombra. But no, but the people who are it. the people who are really good at her are going to fucking murder. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So, I mean, I, I like how Ryan's got two fire strikes now. Bastion and, has an airstrike. Yeah, Bastion has an airstrike. He also what they didn't show off was the fact that he actually has a new ability where he shoots a grenade that sticks to people. The sticky grenade. That can bounce off walls, and but also sticks to people. What the fuck, dude? And he can now move while in turret form. I saw I saw some asshole, like, I'm still not convinced that Overwatch 2 is not just a patch. I'm like, you don't realize the game changing. Like, you don't play the game. Like, I get it from the outside if you don't understand it. But, like, that's not a patch. That's a fucking different character, almost. When I when I watched that new map, the, the did you watch the, the pros play that map? No, I did not. Okay, so they played one of the new maps. They played Rome, okay. which is a... 
it's a completely different style of 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 map. It's called Push. Oh, so where... the big robots. Yeah, the robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Like when they first showed off the game, that was the first mode they showed off. Yeah. So so not only is that weird and not really Overwatchy, but the way they're changing just the entire game, like with one tank, and now the tanks are almost like a really big DPS character. This is becoming more of a a competitive shooter than it is a team-based game. Which I don't want to say that, but... Yeah, which is what people were wanting, but that's not what not made Overwatch me. good. Yeah, but not me, because I'm not good at killing people. I'm good at protecting my teammates, and I'm good at healing my teammates. Yeah, it's all about the team balance, oh. and if it's just going to end up being a shooter, I might fall off. Yeah, that's what's going to end up happening for me. <laughs> I just have to get in all my Overwatch I can because this one will disappear when the second one comes out. That's the scary thing. Do you think they'll have like an arcade mode where they'll have like the old six v six? Oh, I guarantee you it'll come. Maybe not at launch, but I bet you within six months there'll be a classic quick play. You know, six v six. You know. Yep. And there'll be a lot of people playing that. Absolutely, hundred percent. Because man. That's what made Overwatch so good was the fact that you had to play as a team, otherwise you would fail. And this one, I watched that Sombra wipe an entire team by herself. Yeah, that's not fun. That's, yeah, that's just, you might as well do, you know, a free-for-all kind of thing. Yeah, like I I was in a match this weekend and, and we lost a player after round one. And it's just like, we were You're screwed. Well, we were good. And, like, we held our own, but it's like at some point you're like, you just can't win 5v6. You can't. No. No, it's over. So, I don't I don't want to be able to have one player take out an entire team because they're just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I don't know. All right. Uh, Anthony, what are you playing? Okay, so this week's been a mess because I was put on days, and I usually work nights, so that's always fun. Um, I did play. I don't know why I did this to myself. I started a Breath of the Wild on the Switch. Oh, man, I really wanted to just pour time into that again. It's so good, um, but I don't know that I can is, ever it play is. it again. It is. I wanted something. Here's the irony. I wanted something that that like was going to take a lot of time, and I could just kind of wander. So I'm also playing Biomutant. <laughs> I mean, both of those games are very large worlds of green grass. I, I find that, while not identical, it's not it's not a it's not a clone. I find that Biomutant's probably like the closest thing to Breath of the Wild without kind of just being Breath of the Wild. If that makes sense. It shares because... a lot of DNA. With Breath of the Wild. You could tell the people that made it loved Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, so it's... How do I start up this conversation? Um, the character creation is, like, pretty silly, but kind of not necessary almost, because I feel like, other than it just giving you starting equipment, you end up really building your character as you level up. Yeah. Um... It's more about how they look and what you start with. Yeah, and you won't see your character once you start getting helmets, so it really doesn't matter. Um, I picked a rat-looking character with goofy buck teeth, and I was like, this is 
exactly what I want to be. Um, what's what's even funnier about that is how serious like the conversations are, and you just see this fucking buck tooth monster. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they 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 say they've seen you before. Yeah, like all right. Um. Yeah. So like what. What I, what the reason why I say they're so similar though is because it just kind of just put you into the world and yeah it gives you a nudge in the right direction. There's clearly things you have to do before you can kind of explore further on. I'm still basically only in the first section um, of the game, and I've played for twenty hours. Have you sided with a faction yet? Oh, that yeah, that's done. Okay. Um, I mean, it gives you. I think it, my biggest complaint is the. Um, morality system in this game is so and when i say black and white i mean like not only moral black and white but literally the game black and white like because <laughs> it feels very black and white from bullfrog sort of thing um i get it every choice has consequences and stuff but like it locking out powers that really don't seem any worse doesn't make any sense to me it just makes it annoying because like it just kind of locks out what you can do right away. Again, it's a not a necessary thing for the game. That, but the reason why I say it, it plays like Breath of the Wild, it sets you into this world. Um, everything you pick up has value to you as a player. And I love the fact that there's like no inventory limits so unlike fallout i can just pick up all the things because you're gonna feel like fallout because not only is it like post-apocalyptic um so there's like you're going through like bunkers and blown up houses and stuff um you're also like building scrap armor and like you'll be wandering around you go oh What's that over there? And you start wandering just like I think Fallout 3 did really well, which was like you get somewhere and then you see another thing and you're like, I can stay here and do the thing I came for. Or I could find out what's over there. <laughs> um, I, lo- I like that game a lot more than most people did. Yeah, I don't know why people dislike this game. And I'm playing on PS4 and there is some slowdown, but I find it it really comes after I've put the game on like put it into rest mode and started back up that can't handle that very well um otherwise like i have not really had any issues with the game uh is it janky yeah but it's made by like 20 something people yeah i think i think that's probably the biggest knock against this game is it feels more ambitious than they were able to achieve it feels janky but like it feels like indie dev janky and not euro janky which like another game that it kind of reminded me of is elex because it's got a similar setting and it plays sort of similar except that like elex is impossible to fucking play because the difficulty yeah and that is not the case with biomutant oh biomutant's pretty pretty straightforward and i i don't know there's just a lot to this game that i love i love that like they you're clearly using human technology, but it has a different name because why would they call it the same thing? They call it based on what it does. So it's like they call microwaves like spark starters or something like that. Yeah, like, I, I love the descriptions of the items in the world because they sound like what was that? The Cloud Atlas movie where the the dialogue in the one sequence was like 
It sounded like a kid made it up. I know what you're referring to. I've never seen the movie, but I yeah, know but it's you, exactly like, like you're saying. It's like the, the, it, pianos are string plonkers. Yeah, it's just <laughs> because it plonks strings. Like I'm like, yeah, that makes like and like it, I don't know. There's just a lot to it, and I lo- again, I love the fact that like I'm picking up old armor that like is is useless to me. And it's not going to be worth selling, so I just scrap it for parts because you need a ton of it to build anything. And that... it took me a while to stop hoarding items and start realizing, no, you have to start breaking this stuff down. Money is less useful than than the actual components. Yeah, that was the other thing about that game that I found a little overwhelming is just how many systems there are, like how many upgrade paths, how many crafting materials, how many like the little currencies you've got to increase your upgrades. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so there's the, there's the level up, like actual, like dog tag sort of upgrades. Then there's bio something or other that allows you to use a certain type of magic or, and this is what everybody should do. Increase your, um, your resistance to certain elements, because if you get it up to a hundred, you don't have to wear suits that decrease your defense. Yeah. Cause um, there's certain areas in the game that you cannot go to. Neat. Uh, ox- lack of oxygen, heat, which lack of oxygen you need to have a suit for, because there's no way to, um, no, no way to get around that, but there's, uh, high heat biohazard, um, radioactive and cold and so like you you can build up your resistance to that by leveling up and i don't know i i love the way that they they show you the background of your character through memories and the way that your little robot pal which is like a little grasshopper although you can change the look of it um like gets upgrades based on like your memories and uh man, there's just so much to this game and like i'm just doing side quests because like it gives me some materials and they point me in the directions of places i haven't been and it'll tell you if you finished an area uh with all the rare loot so you don't miss anything like there's there's just all these small things that i'm like this is a really good game and i'm like only 20 hours in which is so absurd to say uh, I love your little boat that you get that you can just call at any time and it raises from the water. Yep. Um, That's not the only vehicle you get. No, I know. I've seen the other vehicle, but I need the oxygen suit and it's going to be a while before I can get that. Um, you can also get like or like animal mounts that you can ride as another animal, which is kind of weird. Um, but I like fighting the... Like, you, you fight a lot of other like mutant animals... But then you fight things that don't look like anything. And that's when that game gets really weird, because I don't know what it is. And, like, they are... It's got a really weird, but, like, environmental message, too, which I didn't expect from a game. Yeah, because the the whole point of the game is, like, in the center, there's the big tree. And then around Yeah, the tree of life, and you're trying to save the tree of life from these things called world eaters that are gnawing at its roots. But when you're in investigating the past they are specifically talking about corporations just tearing every piece of the earth apart for materials like oil and 
uh, I got to a point where it was like, this is all junk. And it's like, yep, they uh, didn't, they actually talked about like the economy of like throwing things away. You buy the cheap thing that's going to fall apart because you need the thing now, even though it would be more cost effective uh, if you had more money to buy the better version of that thing because it won't fall apart. But because you can't, you can't afford that. You go for the cheaper thing. You have to keep buying the cheaper thing. And I was like, "This is way too deep of a conversation on like the economics of how we're destroying the planet for a game where all the characters kind of do banjo kazooie talk and have to be like narrated." The fucking narrator <laughs> is just—he just goes on, man. Yeah, he's a bit much, but I don't mind it. I, I like the I like the softness of his British voice. I, I'm almost disappointed with how the how a lot of game being culture talked about Biomutant because I, if this was Bethesda before Fallout seventy six, everybody would have and I, I'm using this term because I I just it feels like the best way to describe it they would have been sucking Bethesda's dick like it just you all they did was promote. Honestly, those games ran like trash. Like as much as I love Fallout Three, I mean, there it's not put together well. And like, Biomutant runs a lot more consistently, and was made by far fewer people. And even if you go to Fallout Four, this still runs better than Fallout Four, in my opinion. I, I don't understand the hate for Biomutant. I, I really don't. I, I liked I, that game. I finished that game. I enjoyed a lot of... And I still go back to it from time to time. It has, like, a permanent place on my hard drive. Longfist might be my favorite fucking stupid-ass weapon. Um, I, I... So you, you, you can only use, like, sort of, like, specific melee weapons... And then you can unlock tribe weapons. And then there's one that you get during the story that's just a fist with a rocket attached to it. Yeah. And it's super early on. Um, but the things you can do with it are just so great. And like as I discover new enemies and how they attack, and um, it's just like I have not I have been in places that I definitely recognize. Like all the outposts kind of look the same. Like they still they all have the same setup. Yeah, they all reuse a lot getting, of the same assets. But because I'm getting loot, I don't care. And it makes it easy to know where the shops are going to be. And there's so much world in between it that I don't feel as critical on Biomutant. And I was thinking about this when I was playing it. I don't think of it as critically because there's a lot of RPG around it. Unlike something where like I, I started seeing those cracks or, or like into the Matrix, wherever you want to put it when playing um, uh, The Sinking City, where, like, I came across an identical copy of the house from the first part of the game where somebody broke through the wall, and that wall's broken in this other version of the house, so I can see that it's clearly just the asset reused, because, like, that was a bigger problem there. Um, Yeah, I don't really find an issue. I have not found any critical issues... With this game, except for once, it I died because I drowned, and it put me back in the water when I reset. So I had to like go right away 
towards the shore, and I just made it to like warp out. Otherwise, I thought I was going to be stuck in the death loop, which I'm not playing. Um, <laughs> uh, and the other game I, I I put time into because I started it up, and uh, I was at work and I was getting I was just on break and I was brought my Switch with me because um, it was Eastward, and I still like that game, but like man. You realize how good Nintendo is with not just inundating the player with story in Zelda. Because obviously Eastward is inspired by Zelda. But oh my god, Eastward just taught... Like, if you feel, like, tired after me going on about Biomutant, this game just doesn't get to the fucking point either. Like, I get it. I'm in a new city. These characters are interesting. But I'm not getting enough gameplay in between these big story sections. I want to do dungeons. I want to explore. I don't care if this is on a linear path, but I want to do something. You can't keep having dialogue constantly. You have to give me some reason to play this game. If it's just moving the character to the next part, I'm not interested. And, like, they just they they didn't nail the balance. Now, I know this is the team's first game. Uh, they put a lot of effort into the artwork. It looks very pretty, but I was just I was so irritated with the amount of not playing I was doing while on break at work that I just put it aside, and that's the reason why I started a Breath of the Wild. I was just like, I need something that's complete opposite and is just game. Like I don't mind having story. That's not the issue at all. Um, obviously, like if you play an RPG, it's a lot of story. But like, it, I I just got to the surface in Eastward. And, and like, there should be a bigger event going on, and instead it's, like, very slow to pick up pace. I'm like, we had just accelerated to, like, the surface. Like, whoa, what's gonna happen now? Like, I just did a big dungeon, and then you slow down to a screaming halt. And I'm like, oh, no. So, I'll keep playing it. Um, but it was just, yeah, I needed a break from the just the the attempt to be quirky dialogue, um, and I also play the Earth Defense Wars, but that's just because I want to finish up that. T- I need to finish my review on it. Uh, <laughs> hey everybody, I know it's old. It's like yeah, I'm bad. I get it. Um, but like as someone that I feel like is a connoisseur of that series, I really wanted to give it a chance. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm, the best I can say is like, hey, it's Earth Defense Force. If you wanted to play it with someone else, it's probably the game to play. Otherwise. Eh there's better Earth Defense Force games for single player. Um, if you wanted a team mechanic in Earth Defense Force, this is it. But like five Iron Rain or go back to the 360 2017 game. I think it's also getting reissued for Switch, the original uh, 3D one. So like play those. Like, you know, there's a big stupid story in it. Uh, but like, I don't like how the weapon drops are attached to characters um you know the, the having to maintain a team to stay powerful enough to finish uh, just i want to shoot bugs with a gun and that's the reason why 2017 the 360 title is perfect they give me a rocket launcher they go you have unlimited ammo go fucking nuts and i go all right and then i start blowing up buildings and the frame rate drops and then ants are just everywhere and it's a slideshow and can't keep up and i'm like this game was 10 out of 10. Rocket launcher. 
You're up. Oh, I'm okay. I'm done. A uh, couple. So sad to say, I will not be talking about the indie games this week because we did not get the email. So I don't know if we've been cut off or if it's just late. But stay tuned. I'm sure, next... it's about I'm sure time. you're really sad you can't play Rattalika jams. I week. am actually sad because I wanted to play Crisis Wing, and I'm not going to buy it until I know whether or not we're cut off or if um, we're just running late. So I think I think that was the game that I was like, okay, and it's only six bucks. So if I have to buy it, not big deal. Um, so I did have, uh, one experience I'm, I'm working on. So somebody reached out to me a while back and, and was asking about like entertainment centers and just as kind of like a goof, I was like, yeah, sure. Send me one. I'll review it. And fuck, they sent me one. Um, so (laughs) what's that? I just said fucking hell. I, I know. It's just like, we get these emails all the time and a lot of times I'll reply and we don't ever hear anything, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but this guy is really cool. He, he got me the entertainment center. So it's, it's designed for gamers and and the way it's designed for gamers is like, it has, um, like really good, um, like spots in the back for the cable management. And then it's got like led lighting. So I got that this week. I put it together, which damn near killed my 40 year old ass. Cause I did it by myself. Um, and then realized that the remote for the led lights was not working. So they're going to send me a replacement remote, and then I will talk about that and and write up some stuff. I did tweet out some pictures of the kind of in progress. Um, I have to say that ever since buying that that OLED TV, like it makes me like it kicks my anxiety into over uh, overdrive every time I have to move that son of a bitch. Like it's so fucking thin. I don't know if you've ever seen an OLED TV, but it is literally like like two centimeters thick. How big is it? Uh, 55. Have you ever tried to move like an 85-inch television? Yes, Anthony. I had an 85-inch television that uh, I got rid of earlier this year. It's a fucking, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't shit compared to moving a... What's the oh, biggest yeah. I ever moved? Like a 30-inch tube television? Yeah, no. That, that's because those are... I'm talking like... Awkwardness. The eighty-five inches is is, yeah. is bad, but that thing is Can't not do heavy it at alone. All. No, no, no. It's not that it's heavy, but you feel like any second you're like, "Is it gonna fall?" Because the weight is not. Yeah, because like, you can't. Make sense. If you've ever tried to move an eighty-five inch flat screen by yourself, you're 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 a damn idiot. Yeah, you 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 touch that thing for two seconds and you go, "Yeah, never mind. This is a bad idea." Yeah, you're like, "This isn't heavy, but there's no way in hell I can balance this thing." You're gonna look like Norman Reedus in fucking Death Stranding. Your knee right through the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my fun adventures in building things this week, which I enjoyed it, but I was certainly like my arm was sore from those fucking what do they call them, Drew? Um those side screws that you put in the screw at the bottom and then you slide it in then you have to lock it. Uh, it's like the yeah, locking screw thing. Oh my called. God, I hate those things. I hate those it's things. It's always in a place where you have to like bend over in a dumb way. Yeah, and like it never latches the first time and just, ugh. My... If I ever stand something, I'll get them all locked in and if I ever try and stand it up. One of them comes unlocked, and I can't figure out which one it is, but it's, but it's now rocking back and forth, and I'm like, well, shit. Yep, and you can't really use a power screwdriver on those things? No, because you'll ruin the damn thing. Yeah, so I had to do it all by hand, so like my fucking forearm was just burning for like two days. 
Yeah, I hate to tell you this, but you're not really selling this fucking thing. I, once I got it up, it's beautiful. It, but let's be fair, putting together any piece of furniture is a, is a giant pain in the ass. It's true. See, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's the uh, entertainment center that's the problem. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, it's because I'm we're old. old. We're old yes. as shit. That's the problem. I, I literally was like two days into like the pain, and I'm like, how am I still sore? <laughs> oh wait, just, I'm 42 years old. That's why I'm still sore. <laughs> you just you stay broke. That's the thing. Yeah, pretty much. Once once you hit a certain age, everything just breaks and it stays broken. <clears throat> I forget the comedian that told that joke, but he was like, "Yo, how do I rehab my leg?" And it's like, "Well, you don't." Yeah, that was uh, Sinbad, my friend. Yeah, he's like, "It's just it just broke. It's just gonna hurt. <laughs> like it ain't gonna heal at this point." I think it was if you if I was twenty and I broke my leg within two weeks, I was back on my foot. Now it just stays broke. Yeah, it's just you know what's wrong with your foot? Well, it's been broke. It's just broken. Been, yeah, I broke it ten years ago. Yeah. It's, it's just stayed that way. Yeah. You you see these like athletes that are like, oh, I'm out for a week because I broke my arm, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Dude, let me tell you something because I've been dealing with this for the past three weeks sciatic nerve pain. If anybody's ever experienced that, they know what I'm talking about. But imagine somebody stabbed you in your lower back with an ice pick and then ripped it all the way down your leg. Because that's what it feels like. I don't like being old. No, neither. My body is just like, fuck you, it's, we're not it's doing that. telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but no, I, I actually like it. I, you know, when we talk about the 85-inch TVs, I had an entertainment center that would hold that. So it was like eating up 90% of my office space. So it was nice to get rid of like a lot of unneeded space. So I'm enjoying it so far. Plus it's white. So like I don't have to dust it as often. I, th- I thought about that. You know. If you get black furniture, that shit just cakes dust constantly. So, anyway, video games. Since I did not play indie games, I tried to play a bunch of other stuff. But like I was mentioning earlier, like I've got Lost Judgment, Diablo. I got a bunch of stuff sitting on my hard drive. I haven't even booted. Like I have not even played those games. I did play. I'll save the embargo game for last. But I did play. I picked up Kena. Is that how you say it? Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Um, it, I thought it was Kena, right? I thought it was Kena. Because I thought the the Twitter feed come out and said, you know, you pronounce it K-A-Y in whatever. But Kane, uh, I don't know. That game is really good, though, if you've got a PS5 or a PS4. Um, and I think it's also on PC. That is one of the most predictable, like, action platformers I've ever played. But God, the production values are so high in that game. Uh, the visuals are absolutely, like, just stunning. Um... I'm really enjoying the story. It's very much like a Spirit of the Forest kind of story where you're you're going around collecting these things called rot, which are like these little... Uh, I don't have a better description other than it's kind of Pikmin-ish, where you collect these little guys and you can send them to do things like pick up objects or distract enemies or collect health or that they are actually... Used. So the forest is like overtaken by this bad stuff. So think of it like 
the forest is usually green, but now it's all dark and gray because of this gunk that's all over um, like the ground. And you can use these guys to clear the gunk, and then the forest becomes green again. And it's that's kind of the progression of the map. Um, the combat is very much... I don't like to say this word, but it's kind of Dark Soulsy, but it does have a like difficulty setting. So if you play on normal, this game's probably going to whoop your ass. Like it's hard. It's very hard. Um you've got a light and a heavy attack, you've got a dodge, and over time you will eventually collect powers like the ability to shoot an arrow or dash forward when you're jumping and things like that. Um but I mean it's 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 kind of a boilerplate, you know, just action platformer but it's just really, really good. Like, it's amazing that this, that this is this team's first video game. They are a studio that used to do, like, CGI movies and shorts and things like that. So you can really kind of see their their value there when you look at the visuals because it looks so good. But then, actually, the gameplay is really good for their kind of first effort. So I definitely recommend it. It's not going to wow you in what it does, but it is going to entertain you in what it does. So you're not going to see anything in this game that you've never seen before, but they do execute everything really well. Um, I was trying to think if there was anything else. I, I played In Sound Mind, which we talked about. Um, God, was there anything? I checked out Sable, um, which kind of reminds me of Zelda meets Journey. Uh, it's got a really cool look to it. It's on Game Pass, Drew, so you can check it out. My biggest gripe with this game is its performance. It hitches constantly. Um, and I heard that was a problem with the demo, which makes me wonder if we're eventually going to get a patch to hopefully um, get this game running well. Because I really love, I really love the way it looks. I think it's an interesting game. It's very much like a puzzle platformer, like I haven't run into any combat yet, so I don't even know that there is any in it. Uh, but I really do like the way the game looks. I think the world is very interesting. The music is just outstanding. Like, it's got really good soundtrack. I just hope they fix the technical issues, because right now it kind of hurts to play. Um, oh, I also started a playthrough of Aliens Fire Team with my wife. She wanted something for us to play together, and... I had not finished that, so I started playing through that. I made it to the Prometheus area uh, with her, and that game is pretty much what it is, and it doesn't change a whole lot, but it is nice and fun and in short bursts. So I've been playing through that, and I've been enjoying that. Uh, Tales of Arise, I played a couple more hours of that this week. That's going to be kind of my back burner game that I play regularly for probably the next six months, because it's going to take that long to finish it. I still really love that game. I think it 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 feels like my blue dragon of this generation. <laughs> like I like it that much. So, I think I'm going to finish that one up. You got chicken steak now? Oh, uh, no. There's no chicken steak, but I really like the combat in this game. I think it's super fun. Uh and there's some really flashy shit that you can do in this game. Okay. Plus, you can you know, you can dress up your characters in uh one of the characters you can actually put in a Nina Williams outfit from Tekken because you know this is Bandai Namco. So. Mm. But um, no, I, I think that game's amazing. I think it's really well done. 
And then my embargo game, I've actually had for a couple weeks now, and I haven't been able to talk about it, but I've been playing that Hot Wheels game uh, that's due out this week. So, this game is made by Millstone, which if you don't know who they are, they're kind of this, like, racing game uh, house. They build a lot of um, different types of racing games, everything from, like, motorcycle to car racing, things like that. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed is is fairly similar to like a Mario Kart without um, attacks. So it's not like you can attack the other racers on the track, uh, but you can drift and build boost. Um, the the controls are very kind of arcadey, like you're you're going to be spinning around turns really fast. Um, I guess the biggest aspect of this game is kind of the collection, which makes sense because it's a Hot Wheels game. So you you will be unlocking all of these different cars that you've seen, you know, since your childhood. Um, and they've already announced, like, a bunch of season passes and all this stuff, which is really where my issues crop up with this game. So I really enjoy it. I'm having fun with, like, the, the career mode where you can go through and you'll fight, like, these boss races with these, like, themed cars. Like, you... Like, one of them is the roller toaster, so it's like a, a van with, like, a toaster on the back of it that pops toast. Um, the Wienermobile is in the, is in the game. Like so, Grave Digger? Yeah, like, like they're, that's the thing, is like, the, the season pass is going to have, like, the fucking party wagon. It's going to have, like, the Batmobile and shit. Ah, uh, okay. So, like, you see all of these cars that you know from Hot Wheels, but that's really where my issue comes in, is, like grinding for so they're loot boxes or you can just buy so like the store updates randomly and you can buy it with these coins that you earn specific cars or you can buy a blind box and have a chance to get it and the cars are labeled like loot like they're different colored loot so like this one's rare this one's ultra rare this one's epic um and then you can upgrade those cars with the coins or with the parts that you were in, the, the thing that threw me off was the first time I got a dupe. And I was like, oh shit, so not only does it take a long time to grind for the box to unlock a car, but then there's a chance that you're going to get a duplicate. You got. Yeah, and then when you sell it or scrap it, you're getting like half of what you spent on the blind box. Which, that kind of sucks. Because there are so many cars in this game that it would take forever to collect them all and then if they're going to be pumping more out and and from what i understand like the the passes are not going to be free like they're going you're going to have to pay for those um so i start to wonder in the long run and this is why i don't think i'm going to put my review up this week or, or not on launch day is because i really kind of want to see what like if I'm going to continue to enjoy the game enough to grind for the things that I want, because while I enjoy the tracks, I think they're interesting. There's some really neat stuff like, you know, like the things you used to build with, with um, your Hot Wheels tracks when you were a kid, like you'll get spiders or, or dinosaurs on the track and just, you know, little things like that. And there is also a track builder. So you can build tracks, upload them online, let people download them. But the track pieces, the really cool ones, are locked behind progression. So you kind of have to play through the modes to unlock those pieces to build better tracks. So I kind of want to continue to play to see if the grind versus progression 
continues to feel as oppressive as it does right now because right now I'm already like I'm not getting enough reward for what I'm putting into the game to drive me to play it which is sucks because I really enjoy playing it it plays really really well so I kind of want to spend some more time and see how that kind of pans out so but no that's out this week and I've been playing that for a couple weeks so um I was trying to remember if I played anything on Switch. No, I played a little more Cruisin'. Cruisin' Blast is still awesome. If you haven't played it yet, I definitely recommend it. Um, PlayStation-wise, I did play Death Stranding. I haven't finished my review for Death Stranding. So, I started a new game just to see kind of like how the, the onboarding is. And it's pretty much identical. There's a few new things. But a lot of that new content that looks really rad is once you've kind of gotten pretty deep into the game. So you kind of like you. It, I had a <clears throat> I had a save, so <clears throat> I was able to jump in and kind of see a bunch of that new content. It it kicks off a bunch of missions and uh, orders that you can go do to do that new content, which was nice. Uh, the transfer save process is kind of a pain in the ass. So Anthony, I know you played this game. In order to transfer your save, you have to go back into the PS4 version. You have to go to a place where you can select orders. You have to cancel all of your orders that you currently have and then load up your watch and go in, upload the save to the server, then load up the PS5 version, go to the save transfer, pull it down. It gives you a bunch of warnings about stuff you're going to lose and then load it into the PS5 version. And it it just is kind of a pain in the ass. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it it was not fun. Um, But I was able to bring everything over. I did check out some of the new content. I think that game is still amazing. And I think if you haven't played it, the PS5 version is certainly the definitive version that you should play. Because that new content is awesome. I love having the little robot, you know, carrying my shit for me. Um, I love the catapult. That's a cool thing. It definitely has like those Metal Gear VR missions in it, which are kind of neat. I love that you know, like you can revisit all the boss fights now just by looking at the figures. Like a lot of really cool stuff has been added to this game, and it was neat to go back into it. Also, can man, can you really just appreciate how good that fucking game looks? It just looks so good. I mean, it looked really good on PS4. Yeah, and seeing it now, like in the high, like a little bit higher resolution, that's a good-looking video game. And also, no loading. Like the loading is so fast on the PS5. It's awesome. Had yeah. a PS5, I would pick it up. I know, but it's impossible to get a PS5. Yep. But that's funny because, like the the Series S, I just like fucking just randomly bought one. I wasn't even looking for one. I just bought it. Nobody wants one of those, Ken. I know. It's crazy. That is a monster little machine, though, Drew. i got to admit. I'm sure it is. I, I mean, I've got a Series X, so I have no need for a Series S. Well, I didn't either, but, you know, we were going to put one in the living room so my wife and my son could play games, and the Series S was perfect. It was, you know, $200 cheaper, and it does what they needed to do. So, it's also smaller. Oh, it's extremely small. I... I've seen it. I've seen the comparisons, but until like you see it in person, it's so fucking small. It's crazy. What is that speaker thing? I mean, it's just where the fan blows the the air out. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, it's just like the top of the Series X. 
Gotcha. So, but yeah, that's a nice little machine, and it's been running great, and they've been playing all the games, and like, you know, I was checking out Aliens on it, and it looks pretty damn close to my version of Aliens, which are both enhanced for the series consoles. So, okay. Yeah, it's really good. And I think that's it for me. So let's jump over to the new releases. We this is, it's a big like. There's a lot of games coming out right now. Before you start, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm taking off. All right, Drew. Well, I'm glad we had you for an hour. Yeah. No. And if uh, anybody has any emails for me, I will try to get to them next week. All right, then. All right. Bye, Bye Drew. Bye, Drew. All right. So you want you want to know what's coming out this week? If I say no, can we skip it? Dude, just one of my favorite parts. What are you talking about? Hey, I just wanted to throw that curveball at you. you hurt I my wanted to know feelings. what's coming out, but I just wanted to know what your response was gonna be if I said no. <laughs> you know what? I think like the ultimate like if this was April first, I would have just like ended the podcast right there. And just kind I mean, of put it out. Says it's not April first somewhere. You know, like and put out the podcast and see how people reacted to. Like, you want to know what's coming uh, out this week? All right. That would have been great. Uh, all right. Uh, new consoles. We got FIFA 22, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot, Poirot. Poirot? The first cases. I'm not gonna stick around. Trying um, to... Can I just say something rolling back to um, uh, Hot Wheels? I think it speaks volumes to your feelings on it when you went into, oh, I've also played some more Cruising Blast, uh, Cruising Blast and you should buy that. I, I'm not <laughs> trying to like com- put those two in competition, but I, I do think it shows where, <laughs> where what you think of Hot Wheels in comparison to Cruising, which could be games that are very similar. Oh, absolutely, and and Hot Wheels is what it wants to be, which is a grind collection, a collectathon. Whereas in Cruising, it's just like fuck it, let's just race. And you know, sometimes I'm just down for just racing. No. So. Also, that Agatha Christie game looks like a pretty good like point and click adventure sort of detective thing, which is not a surprise, knowing that it's Agatha Christie, but. Is this the um, first Agatha Christie to come to the consoles? Because I don't know that I've ever seen one. Oh, on ABC Murders! ABC Murders definitely did. Uh, give me a second; I can tell you right now. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't follow these games. I just know that this is kind of the first time that I've talked about an uh, Agatha Christie game on a console. Uh, so the a- ABC Murders in 2009 came to DS, and then in 2016, which I'm assuming is a different. Yes, it's a different game. Altogether, the ABC murders came to PS4, Xbox One, and then Android iOS. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, there is one. So Yeah. Uh, Ghost Runner is getting its next-gen upgrade this week. Uh, In Sound Mind, which we talked about on the show. Uh, Lemnus Gate, which is another shooter. I get Lemnus Gate and something else confused. Like, they're both multiplayer shooters, and I can't remember what the other game I get it confused with. Fuck. It's that Portal game. The Portal Halo game, I think. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Okay. Splitgate. Splitgate. I'm not even familiar with that. So. Yeah, like Splitgate is the one everybody's been talking about. Lemnusgate is a different... But I think Lemnusgate is a first-person power or strategy game or something. 
Fuck, I don't remember. Too many gates. Uh, open Country. I'm assuming that's a hunting game. Uh, a Juggler's Tale. Here's a weird one that cropped up on my radar this week that I was like, you know what? I would play this. Centipede Recharged. And yes, it's that centipede. Like, I was looking at the videos and screenshots of this. I'm like, I'd fucking play this. Like, this looks cool. Uh, Skeletal Avenger. Uh, As Divine Saga. Astria Ascending, which is that new game that looks kind of like... um, Final Fantasy style. The one hey, can we go in. back to Centipede Recharged? Yes. Just so, it to anybody that's wondering, like, what is it? Because there's there's been past like there was Centipede Infestation, I think, on the Wii. I have it. I don't remember what it's called. Um, this is like, oh, it's Space Invaders Extreme, but for Centipede. Yeah, I love Centipede, I'm, so I might check this out. I love the sort of neon look of it. Yeah. Also, a juggler's tale, because with a name like that, what the fuck are we getting into? Um, it's it looks like a puzzle platformer like limbo sort of thing, but everybody's a marionette. So they have strings attached to them. What was that one game that was on PlayStation? That's the, a very vague statement there. The the one with the like puppet looking character was it the puppeteer? Puppeteer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's what I yeah, thought. This of. is this is very um more um, moody. I got you. Some more like macabre. Yeah, not even macabre, but like, you know, uh, the puppeteer is very, very much you're watching a stage play. This is not that. This is this feels sort of like depressing okay. by looking at the screenshots. Uh, the reason why I say limbo is because like, or um or inside is because of the, the coloring of it. Not so much. And, and the gameplay of it, not so much the story tone. Mm. Okay. Because uh, I obviously can't speak to that from screenshots. Yeah, no, I I didn't even know what it was, so now I know a little bit more. Um, eFootball 2022. Uh, Phoenix Point Behemoth Edition. Uh, space Revenge. you got to get your revenge in space. Away, the survival series. Kiwi. Bonfire Peaks. And that looks like that's all for the new machines. Now to the old machine. Holy shit, I'm about um, to bring up a new window. So, so Kiwi, I, I watched some gameplay of that. It looks like a far more, far less friendship-destroying version of um, Overcooked. It It requires you to work together, but it's not like you have seconds, you have to make a meal. You have a certain amount of time but there's time to figure it out. Like, and it's not just, you start off in a post office, but then it turns into like, you're running a haunted house at one point. Okay. It, it looks like a pretty good party game. If like overcooked is your jam, Kiwi is something you should look at. Cool. All right. Old consoles. Uh, A lot of the stuff we've already mentioned is also coming to those. But in addition to that, we're also getting Chernobyl light connect tank. Uh, the first expansion for the Outer Wilds called Echoes of the Eye. Streets of Rage 4, the Anniversary Edition. I, I'm I'm super excited to check out the next game because you talked about it. Unmetal is making its way to PS4 and Xbox One this week. Oh, finally! I've been waiting for this stupid game to release. It has It's not even out on PC yet. Yeah, it's out on the 28th, so Tuesday. Oh, the, the, the fucking humor. 
the humor in it is so good. <laughs> well, I'm I'm definitely going gonna... to and the terrible Solid Snake impression. Jesse, you plays Jesse Fox. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely going to pick this up based on your recommendation because I've only seen screenshots and I'm super interested. It's um it's the guy who did Ghost 1.0 on Epic. Like he has a track record of pretty good games and understanding kind of what makes them enjoyable and it played like an old Metal Gear game. Okay. Yeah, I liked Ghost Only One. I liked Switch Ghost One Point well. So. Yeah, Switch is always last because there's always so many games. Uh, so yeah. I'm sure it's there too. Uh, Insurgency Sandstorm finally coming out. I feel like I've heard about that game for like ten years. Uh, Aeon Drive, which is that speedrunner game. Uh, Bonfire Peaks, Doctor Who: The Edge of Reality, X Zeus: The Complete Collection, which I'm interested in. That's like a arcadey mech kind of game. Looks pretty cool. Uh, Fishing Sim World Bass Pro Shops Edition. Mary Skelter Finale. Melty Blood Type Lumina, which is a fighting game. Stellaris Ancient Relics. The Eternal Cylinder. Toy Soldiers HD. I'm interested in that. I remember those games. Unsighted. Schwan Wan Sword 7. And that's it for PlayStation. Let's take a look at Xbox. See if there's anything different. God, I gotta. Normally, I don't have to click in to the releases because there's not enough. But now I've had to click into everything. Um, Alchemic Cutie is a uh, exclusive. A Dandy Ace, which I know I sent you a code for. Uh, what else? Creepy Tail. A lot of the games I've already mentioned, so I'm just skipping through them. And I think uh, The Immortal Legacy, The Jade Cipher. Now I'm going over to Switch. Switch! Jesus, there's a lot of games. In My Shadow. Uh, A lot of the stuff we've already talked about. Fantasy Friends Under the Sea. G. Darius HD. Knockout Home Fitness. Steel Assault, Drone Ridge, Math Classroom Challenge, Meteoroids 3D, uh, Barricades Revisited, Cabela's The Hunt, the Tournament Edition, Cotton 2, Saturn Tribute, and Cotton Boomerang, Saturn Tribute, and Cotton Guardian Force, Saturn Tribute. Jesus. The cotton games are fun. I like those games. Darksiders 3, making its way to the Switch. Death's Gambit Afterlife. Did you die, or am I just talking to myself? I have nothing to say about any of these. Okay. Uh, Gear Shifters, Ludo XXL, Minicar Racing 2. <sighs> okay, this is a long one. Prepare the first RPG village, The Adventures of Nyanzu and Kumakichi, the Escape Game series. That's one game. Okay, then. Road Racing, Highway Car Chase, Ronister Adventure, Space Revenge, The Card Battle, Eternal Destiny, The Last Friend, To Weinstein, The Curse of the Red Dragon 2, 
Blaze and the Monster Machines, Axel City Racers, Cole's Word, Doom and Destiny Worlds, Earth Marines, Kyle is Famous, the Complete Edition, SGC Short Games Collection Number 1, Sports and Adventure Pinball, Survival Z, and Taco Rito Meets Fries. That sounds like a Taco Bell menu item. Yes, it does. Are sounds... we going to move into food talk now? It just sounds delicious. Whew, okay. That's all the games coming to the Switch. <sighs> that was a long segment. But I've got a longer mm. one because I have notes for all the news. Holy shit. We're going to leave the, the Nintendo stuff for last. Okay, good. We'll have some complaints there. Uh, Blossom Tales 2 was announced. Have you ever played Blossom Tales, Anthony? Yes. Yes, I bought it on PC. I have played very little of it. It's, it's not so... because I didn't want to. It's just because I need to so... sit down and fucking do it. But it's basically a link to the past. And they announced the sequel this week, and I'm so excited. I love Blossom Good Tales. Good for them. I'm glad they did. I'm glad the game got popular enough. And it looks like they understand that people want more of the same thing. Looking at you, Oceanhorn. <laughs> Right, Oceanhorn Two sucked, <laughs> dude. What, what talk about just totally not understanding what made you, what, why, why people liked your game? <sighs> yeah, that game's still like thirty plus dollars on yeah, the Switch and it's shop. gone on sale. And I've like looked at it, and I'm like, yeah. you know, you know, the only reason I played it is because I had a, a trial to Apple Arcade, so yeah. I played it there. Yeah, I figured. Uh, Far Cry 6 has foregone ray tracing and instead will focus on 60 frames per second. Yes, yes, and give me more of that. I would much prefer 60 FPS over ray tracing. It's not like those games are going to look bad anyways. No, no, that game will look good, especially on these new machines. Uh, The new Xbox update went live for the month of September and it updated the Chromium browser. And the only reason that I bring this news up is because you can now play Stadia games on your Xbox... Okay, nobody cares. <laughs> I saw people. Well, just like, just, just like, I, I sorry, I, I had to take a minute there, and I'm still not really sure why the fuck anyone would do that. I, I don't understand why anybody would bother. Like, I saw, like, I follow a couple people on Twitter who are really big into Stadia, and like, I'll see they're streaming, and they're like, "Join me for a first look at Assassin's Creed Black Flag," and I'm like, "Yeah, why?" Yeah, like, first of all, let's. A first look oh. at a ten-year-old game. I'm I'm yeah. good. Like, let's talk about this on Chromium for a second. Like, sure, whatever you like, Stadia. I don't give a shit. That that's up to you. If that's the way you want to play games, God bless. But like, you're playing in probably on a PC or something, so I can I can kind of understand that it's a like an alternative. Like, you have an Xbox. The game is available on Xbox. Maybe just play it <laughs> Probably there. Probably for cheaper. Or on Game Pass. Yeah. You know, start up the fucking browser. To, to play a 10-year-old game streaming at a lower resolution. Like, the, the that's where I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, I guess you could totally do that. Don't know why you would. <laughs> I don't even know anybody that has, like, a... Stadia Pro, I don't know if you've seen, there's a hashtag on Twitter called uh, hashtag Stadia 100, which is kind of like their their thing. And I'm just like, does that stand for like how many people are playing Stadia? 
The Stadia 100? The 100 people that, playing that, Stadia? That's, that's, that's just mean. You but know am I not wrong? <laughs> oh, there's not a hundred. I got you. Okay. <laughs> it should be. It should be downgraded. Hashtag Stadia Twelve. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I am sorry for the, the Stadia fans. Uh, you now hate me. I apologize. No, they're not listening to this. That's true. Their uh, internet's being eaten up by Stadia. <laughs> this next story got the internet a buzz. Um, Crystal Dynamics is now working with the initiative on Perfect Dark. It's only weird because Crystal Dynamics is owned by Square. Other than that, like, and I was thinking about this earlier this morning because I knew we were going to end up talking about it. Um, look, I, the only other company I can think that does stuff like this is Nintendo, but like, it always makes sense to me. Is the way I'm going to put it. Um, you know, they work with Koei Tecmo. And, like... Did you know Koei Tecmo yeah. worked on WarioWare? Did they really? Yeah. Well, Namco Bandai builds a ton of shit. They work on Smash yeah, Brothers. Yeah, Smash Brothers. But they also work on, like, Mario Kart and stuff. And it's like, they were working on Metroid Prime 4. And it's like... It's weird, but I, I understand how the relationship starts, I guess, is the way I can put it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, you you know, uh, Namco Bandai makes Mario Kart for the, the arcades. And then, you know, from there, they start teaming up on other things. Koei Tecmo wants to do a Zelda version of their Dynasty Warriors series. And, you know, that's where that sort of relationship starts. And it's like, here it's just kind of weird because it's like, here's a studio that still has a game in theory, in process, right? Yeah, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. And, like, you're bringing them in. Like, what does Square have to say about that? Like, am I wrong? Is is this, is, um, are they not owned by Square Enix then? Like, are they, they are technically... owned by Square Enix, which is hilarious because Square Enix seems to hate Xbox. Like, if yeah, you look like at every whole... game that comes out, it comes out on, what was the, the, so, we'll talk about this in the news, but they announced the new Actraiser, and they said it's coming to modern platforms and PC, and it's like, no, it's coming to PlayStation and Switch. It's not coming to Xbox. Nothing they announced, where's Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> odd. That That's where the, this, where my, my, my comments on this begin and end. It's just a very odd one. And I saw, I sent you the the tweet where the guy was talking about how, like, they needed, um, or the God of War, uh, Santa Monica, or whatever, whatever, I can never remember what place is which. Is it Santa Monica that works on God of War? Yeah, Sony Santa Monica works on God of War. Okay, because I was worried that it was the team that worked on Days Gone, but that's Bend. Yeah. Um, Alright, that they're getting help from a team called Valkyrie, but Valkyrie also worked on the original God of War, not just Ragnarok. Yes. People are like, well, what do they need? Valkyrie is the studio that you bring in to help get your project across the finish line, as seen on their website, where they also have Halo Infinite listed. I'm pretty like, sure there are 40 studios working on Halo Infinite right now. Yeah. Um, and and to be fair, every... So, like, this spawned a bunch of fanboy shit, which is dumb to begin with. But... 
The Last of Us 2 had like 14 studios working on that game besides not And only one gets major credit. Yes. So the I think the weird thing about this story is that Microsoft decided to announce it now. It is worth noting that they announced it right after people like right after the Nintendo Direct, so it kind of flew under the radar. Um you mean Sony? You said Microsoft. Microsoft announced this partnership during the Nintendo Direct. No, the Crystal oh, Dynamics. Sorry. Right, Crystal on... Dynamics. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking about the God of War one. No, 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 no. Recent no, mission no. news too. Sorry, I totally. I don't know how fucking I drifted off into space there. Sorry. <laughs> so, like, that's the weird part about it is them making a blog post about it and then kind of putting it out at a time when nobody's paying attention. Yeah, yeah, that's shitty. I did see one theory that I thought may be true. I don't know, but like you can clearly feel that Square Enix does not like Crystal Dynamics. Square Enix doesn't like any of their American devs. What if Microsoft is in like discussion to buy Crystal Dynamics? Well, that'd be really nice. That like, Crystal Dynamics doesn't have to fucking work on stupid shit. That what? Can I just go? Can we go back to the point where like why? How come? How come Square Enix did this big deal with with Marvel, and yet none of Square Enix studios have to work on anything? It's all their American shit. I think that company is probably run very poorly, and they no, think really well, and they think <laughs> that like we're we're working on a U.S. property, so let's put our U.S. studio on it. It as much as I like to shit on Nomura. Part of the issue is never part of the issue is Nomura like as a creative, but the biggest part of it is that the upper management keeps putting him on shit. And like, I hate to say it, but you're never going to get the best out of him if you're fucking putting him on a thousand different projects. He was working on Kingdom Hearts three, but they kept making him be the artist for other things in between as well. Like it's just. There's no way he can be successful, and I'm not, like, a fan of his, but there's no way that he can even come close to impressing me when literally the man can't work without being pulled another direction. Like, Square Enix is just... I think I think their their business is something else as well. Like, I want to say they're an electri- uh, like um, electricity company or something like that. Oh, I have no like, idea. Yeah, you know, Japanese studios all have weird background histories and what they're invested in stuff still um it's it's just it's very odd and it never made sense that they bought uh idos and it's yeah it feels dude, weird is, like i just i don't understand so you have a marvel franchise marvel's two. popular uh, correction you have two you have like marvel's popular everywhere and you decided that was your best option? Like, not only is it not what that studio is known for, which is single-player games, it's not what... But like, it just... You have, like, amazing artists working in your Japanese portion. People love RPGs. Man. And you have... Just fucking... I can't... <sighs> yeah. It's, it's also interesting to hear, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy previews came out, and apparently it's pretty good. It's good, but like it, from my understanding, it's also not like gonna blow your socks off, and that's disappointing. When 
yeah, I've come a little bit like less impressed with time with Spider-Man. But I'm going to tell you, Spider-Man's still a great game. Yeah, 100%. Like, it doesn't have the same hold on me as it did when I finished it. But Spider-Man is still a game I would recommend to people. Like, is Guardians of the Galaxy right now at Spider-Man's? Like, no. Like, you might say that's not a fair comparison, but I would say yes, it absolutely is. I'm not asking if it's open world. I'm not asking if... I'm asking to the level of polish, is this the same? And, like, it is not at all. And that's where I don't understand it, because if you look at the Japanese side of Square Enix, you know, the side they care about, look at the polish on what they put out, and then look at, as of late, what their American or Western studios have been putting out, and it's, like, not even close. It's because they don't give a shit. Like, let them go. Like, you know, they didn't care about Deus Ex, so that died off. Um, I start to I start to wonder if that that comment has more merit now of like Square Enix is looking to kind of offload these American studios and maybe Microsoft is like, hey, let's put Crystal Dynamics on Perfect Dark and then after that game comes out, we'll just you know, or, or maybe before it comes out, that we'll just kind of inhale them and they'll become a be new the, studio. It would be the best for. It'd be the best for Crystal Dynamics, and that's. Absolutely, because Microsoft would give them, you know, free reign and money to make the game they want to make. Of all the studios, like, out there working right now, they're probably my favorite, which made Marvel's Marvel being what it is. Before even talking about the quality of it, but being what it was going to be, which was a shitty Destiny clone, or mm. even if it was a great Destiny clone, a Destiny clone, that type of format isn't for me and it was like and also not what the studio is known for <laughs> like rise of the tomb raider and tomb raider the tomb raider reboot are fucking great games i can't speak to shadow i know that's not the same studio though and no, it's, it's like different yeah. i would love to see them do more like that and they had the marvel license all they had to do was do something with the marvel license like tomb raider and what kills me is like that would be a game that Microsoft is lacking is a third-person action-adventure game. Well, Perfect Dark is going to be that, I think. But I think it's going to be first-person and third-person. I think it's going to switch. No. But my point oh, is... Oh, no. Flashbacks to fucking Perfect Dark Zero. <laughs> okay, no, no, but but my point is, is like a character-driven, like, third... Like, Tomb Raider and Perfect Dark are different games. Yeah, you're saying where's their answer to say Uncharted, and I understand exactly. That. And if you bring Crystal D in, let them bulk up their studios and give them a bunch of money, that makes so much sense. If Square Enix is willing to part with Crystal Dynamics, and like Crystal Dynamics, uh, the reason why I like Tomb Raider was it was like Uncharted, but it also felt like I was playing a game and not a movie. Yes, and I like that aspect of exploration, which all all Uncharted has to do is have more exploration rather than more like a less and less scripted stuff. And I'd be far more interested in it. Um, yeah, I start to yeah, wonder and, if that's the case. And if you see it online, the, the Valkyrie tweet, I just to give you a rundown of what Valkyrie entertainment has done, because it also started the talk of like support studios. Again, why by the crystal dynamics one is weird is they're not a support studio. Valkyrie entertainment, for example, uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, Tourist Edition, Valorant, Halo Infinite, Forza Motorsport 7, 
League of Legends, Legends of Runeterra, State of Decay 2, Shadow of War, both God of War games, uh, Ark Extinction, and Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. They're working on. Like, uh, you yeah. know, th- this is nothing new. Like, the, the support studios is just... They're all they're in the credits as you scroll through, and it's, like, not that studio that you think made the game. But they're not um, on the box. Sumo. Sumo is also one that used to be a support studio. Yeah, and they proved like, their worth, and they got to make their own games, and they were good. And now they're, and now they're doomed. Yeah, I'll give you one last tidbit to this this rumor. Um, the okay. former head of Crystal Dynamics is now the head of the initiative. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I like that though. That's good. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what pans out. I don't care. Get Perfect Dark done. I want to play that game. All right, let's talk about this Nintendo Direct because, oh boy, there's a lot to talk about. Um, let me ch- let me check off the little things first. Uh, they announced the Shadow Run trilogy coming to Switch next year. Uh, Disney Magical World Two is coming yeah. to Switch. Yeah. Okay, I uh, didn't even know there's a Magical World One. I didn't either, but apparently there is. Uh, Chocobo GP. All right, that's a thing. Uh, Delta Rune chapters one and two. Uh, which I saw also launched on PS4. I think it launched it pretty much anywhere Delta Room Chapter 1 was. Yep. Uh, Dying Light, uh, like special edition coming this fall, and Dying Light 2 is coming to the Switch via Cloud. Uh, Boy. It'll be out in February. I don't want to play either of those games on my Switch. Dude, I saw the trailer for Dying Light 1 on the Switch, and I was like, oh, ooh. Oh, that's ugly. That being said, if it's the only way you can play it, play it. That's absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Voice of Cards was announced, which is from Square Enix. It's a new card RPG here, with Yoko Taro. Yeah, I was going to say, here's my res- response to the trailer. Huh. All right, this is kind of interesting. I'm I'm into this. This is very different. Man, this music sounds like near. Yeah, it, it very <laughs> much near music. And as soon as I see the names pop up, like I'm pretty sure the composer was in there. I'm like, yeah, I that would explain it. Yep. And then there's Yoko Taro. He's working on a card RPG. Okay. Uh, Kotor coming to the Switch. That uh, was weird to see after the response, like after Sony's announcement. Yeah, because it's not the new one; it's the old one. So okay. Uh, Super Mario Party showed off a couple new stages. Uh, Mario Golf got an update with two new courses and characters. That was Shadow Dropped. Uh, Splatoon 3 got a gameplay trailer. Looks like Splatoon. But it looks fucking even weirder. Yeah, because they got the the Mammalians, is that what they're called? Yeah, but like... Weird, some dark, weird, like, if you if this wasn't Nintendo, I'd say, like, Cthulhu sort of shit, like, the noises it was making and stuff. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is creepy. Splatoon is a weird Nintendo IP for me at this point. There's already three of them, which is crazy. Um, Project Triangle Strategy got some updates, feedback on the demo. Uh, the game is now just called Triangle Strategy and will release in 2022. Why do they even call these projects if they just keep the name that they named the project? It allows them to change it if they want to. Uh, Act Razor, excuse me, Renaissance was dropped. And I've heard that game is shit on the Switch. (laughs) 
I've heard the best thing about it is the soundtrack, but that's not a surprise because Yuzo Kashiro's back. Yeah, but I saw, like, they announced it at the Switch showcase. They didn't even say it was coming to other platforms. Like, it dropped on the Switch for, like, an hour before it showed up on PC and PlayStation. And apparently that Switch version is a train wreck, like, frame rate-wise. So... Uh, new Monster Hunter Rise expansion, Sunbreak, coming in 2022. So more Monster Hunter. Castlevania Advanced Collection was announced and Shadow dropped. I have not had a chance to pick this up and play it yet, but I am looking forward to that. The Dracula X inclusion is weird, right? That's not just me. I think it's because it wasn't included in the other one. Yeah, but neither was uh, Rondo of Blood or Symphony of the Night, but for some reason those games are still not on Switch. That is weird that they're not on Switch. There's got to be some kind of... if you're on another console... Yeah, well, that's got to be an exclusive deal with Sony, right? Because that thing came out forever ago. Yeah. So, like, does Sony just have, like, an exclusive license to Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood that no other consoles can get it right now? I have no idea. But it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's a weird one. The fact that Switch has pretty much every game on the planet but doesn't have Symphony of the Night just feels like a weird thing to me. Uh, New Animal Crossing Direct and some content. Uh, The new Direct will be in October. They'll announce the November content there. Roost is coming! I'm glad you're excited. I know nothing about Animal Crossing, so... The final Smash character was not announced, but instead they are going to announce it on October 5th with a 40-minute direct for just one and at character. The end, at the end, he just, um, what's his name, just drops dead. Yeah, Sakurai, he's just going to pass out. Just, yeah, exhausted from all the work. All right, we're getting into the gritties. I got two more before we do the big ones. Kirby and the Forgotten Land was announced as a 3D platformer. Looks pretty good. Yeah, the first time Kirby gets to be 3D. In a post-apocalyptic world, which is fucking weird. Um, um, Kirby games look normal until you get to the like the final boss, and then like like the world starts to break apart, and then you're fighting some weird formless being thing. Hey, I'll play. <laughs> I'll play a fucking 3D Kirby. Hell yeah. Um, this was the closer, but I still don't think the biggest news. Bayonetta three uh, showed off a new gameplay trailer, and it's a release date of 2022. Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity DLC. Ah, uh, yes, I forgot to put that down because I forgot about Hyrule Warriors. Oh wait, I didn't forget. I pushed it out of my brain. All right, I got two stories left. Do you want to start with the Switch Online or the Mario movie? Uh, let's do the Mario movie because I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather end positive. Okay, okay. So Shiggy came out, which was a shock. Like, I was shocked to see Shiggy. Great. Been... Well, that's because he, he's been working on movies and... and um... Theme What's parks. it called? Uh, theme parks and not games, which I think is the reason why we get a lot of weird shit, and I'm okay with that. No, I'm 100% okay with that. I love Shiggy. He has he has done so much uh, for the gaming community. And oh boy, he's... does he put his foot down on what things should be. <laughs> sure, he does, but he's earned it. Let's be fair, he's earned it. Um, But it was good to see him. But man, boy, wow, the internet blew up when he announced that Chris Pratt would be voicing Mario in the Illumination Mario movie. 
So, can we go over the cast? Do you have it up? Because I don't. I do, and I'm going to start it like... I'm going to start with Charles Martinet, because they've just announced that he's going to be in the movie, which... Uh, fuck you. Like, <laughs> oh, that's all I have to say. Um, now, my... My assumption is that Wario is going to make an appearance. The reason being I say that is because if you've played any of the recent WarioWare games, Wario does a way more talking. Yeah, he always like, kind of has. Yeah, but I mean, like, more than just, like, sound clips. Like, full sort of conversations Wario's had in, like, the WarioWare games. So it's like, I could see Wario showing up and Charles Martinet doing that, because it's a very specific voice. I wouldn't want anybody else to voice him. <laughs> I'm gonna um, win! Uh, seriously, everybody should play those Warrior, the new WarioWare games, or at least look up the cutscenes, because they're great. Um, they're having Spike, which is the guy from Wrecking Crew in it, mm-hmm. I believe. And that's Sebastian Maniscalco. Fine. Spike doesn't have a voice. I, you know, if they are from New York, it makes sense that <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco voices the character. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson is Kamek. Sure. Um, you know, again, a character that doesn't really have a voice. It just has sounds attached. Um, Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cranky Kong showing up is a little weird. I think for a first <laughs> Mario movie, like, what the fuck is going on? But okay. Um... I'm just going in the order from IMDb. Charlie Day's Luigi. <laughs> I don't. I'm not familiar with his work. I've not watched any shows that he's in. So, um, I feel like you've you've definitely seen stuff he's in. He's Benny in the Lego Movie. I, I didn't watch the Lego Movie. Not much. Oh, okay. Well, as much as I hate Chris Pratt, the Lego Movie's really good. Um, he's also in Pacific Rim. Uh, he's he he's good at playing neurotic, and it's like I think that's the reason why they have him as Luigi. But again, Luigi has a lot of character, and part of it is attached to Charles Martinet's voice acting. Like he hums, you know, the thing. Like uh, he hums this theme in Luigi's Mansion and stuff. It's like I don't I don't get it fully, but it's like if you're gonna cast, I, I guess fine. You know, it's not like where I want it to be. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key's Toad doesn't make any fucking sense to me, because unfortunately <laughs> we've heard how Toad talks and it's annoying. Um, so having Keegan-Michael Key, who I'm assuming is just going to be himself as Toad. I mean, that sounds pretty usually funny Usually the character he plays. It's funny, but like, weird. Um, okay, this is the only one. There's two that I'm like, okay, that, those are pretty good casting, because it's like... I'll say the one that I'm less feeling. Jack Black is Bowser. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Like, definitely not what I would be expecting. But at the same time, I'm like, okay. Because again, like, I think Bowser's only really talked once. It was Super Mario Sunshine. No one remembers it. It's fine. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong is the <laughs> only one that I'm fully behind. Please tell me you saw the 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 video. Yeah, and it works. And here's the thing: like, as someone that watched, did I lose you? Uh, sorry, did I lose you? You said as someone who no. watched, and then you cut out. Oh, the old Donkey Kong cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 3D animated one. <laughs> that. 
That That's video, a bad show. That video had me fucking rolling for days, man. I'm sorry. But, but like, I could totally see Seth Rogen doing that character way more justice. And that's not to shit on the voice actor. He did what he could. But, like, it good call. Anya Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. I don't know who weird. that is. Uh, King's Gambit, or uh, Queen's Gambit. Didn't watch it. Um, give me a second. She, uh, the Vivitch. I didn't watch that either. Uh, the Vivitch. I like how you call it the Vivitch. <laughs> I'm not pronouncing it which. Um, you know exactly what movie I'm talking about if I go Vivitch. Yeah, I, I know what that movie is. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, Peaky Blinders. Anyways, it's a weird call. It's not like I'm against it. Um, but it's just, it's like, Peach is another one where it's like, I don't, it, like, she has a voice. It's very iconic, but it's like, I'm not going to be like, oh, oh. no. Oh. But Mario. Chris Pratt is Mario. Chris <laughs> Pratt is the prime example of why when people get upset about, like, why do all the roles go to white guys? What they're saying is, why is Chris Pratt why do all Still the roles? Fucking starring why roles. do all the roles go to Chris Pratt? Look, I'm gonna be right up front about this. I don't have a problem with him. I love Parks and Rec. I liked him in the Jurassic Park movies. He did an amazing job in the Lego Movie as Emmett. Um, I've seen clips. I've not seen the movie, but he did a good voice. Here's the work. thing. Here's the thing, though. And this is where I go. This this is where I have a problem with Chris Pratt. Nothing Chris Pratt does couldn't couldn't be done by a million other people sure like there's nothing special about chris pratt he is not the reason why any of it's good in my opinion like emmett is the only time i'm like okay yeah that's a good but is it i don't know why i can say that's the one time everything else i'm like yeah there's a billion different people that can do this there's a billion people that could probably do it worse type of thing like you know what i mean like yeah there's people that can definitely be worse than chris pratt but it's like, I used to feel this way about um, Mark Wahlberg, but like, Mark Wahlberg has some range, <laughs> you know? He has, like, he has angry and confused. Stuff. He, angry and confused if he needs to be, but he'll he'll be the comedic actor if he needs to be, he'll be the action star if he needs to be, like, I don't... I, I don't get why you'd hire these people, because they definitely bring... How is Chris Pratt the even? Do you okay. want to know? Do you do you want me to give you the answer to why it's Chris? Because Pratt? he brings in people apparently. Exactly. But I that. Exactly. I just what I've never heard. Like, oh man, I need to see that because Chris Pratt is in it. No, you've never heard it because movie? you're not talking to like normal people. You're talking to people who are into the things that we are into. But as a as a global right. audience, he is a draw. But do you remember the movie he did with Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, Passengers. That movie's terrible. I, I, it may be, but 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 he is Star-Lord. And right but now, Marvel movies are huge. Is, uh, yeah, but I feel like this is also somebody, like, some executive not understanding, like, a lot of Star-Lord and a lot of that movie is based around the writer-director of it. A hundred percent. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying that Chris Pratt like, has not rolled into stuff that is good because of who's making it. It's kind of like, I think, the realization of 
Johnny Depp, where people are like, is he good, or is it just kind of like who he works with? <laughs> well, he's weird. I don't know if I'd say good, but he's weird. Right, but it's like, he does, he had, like, what's eating Gilbert great? I know he's not the standout role, but he's good in it. He's and excellent like, in that movie, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that movie, he's not the star of that movie. No, no, that that's quality. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. shows him up, but it's like, you know, but then, like, you remove him from kind of the things he did, and it's like, yeah, Johnny Depp kind of sucks. Like, Rango's the only one that I can think of where I'm like, yeah, that works, but it's also kind of a role written for him, so it's like, it better, he better be good. It's just like, that's how I feel about Chris Pratt, it's just like, I get it. Like, yeah, I'm tired of kind of seeing the same people in fucking everything. And Chris Pratt is in fucking everything. I mean, that's the way it's going to be for a while. And it's just like, you're having Charles Martinet on board. You can't tell me that Chris Pratt couldn't play someone else to bring in the audience, you know? So let me ask, so let me, let's finish this conversation with this question. Who would you have picked? And do you think Chris Pratt will have an Italian accent? Do I think he'll have an Italian accent? Um, no, that's 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 my biggest. Honestly, I know that sounds really bad, but like I, I I just I see everybody kind of being themselves, except Jack Black, who will be whatever character Jack Black wants to be that day, which is some version of Jack Black, of course. But um, uh, Fred Armisen will do something. Fred Armisen's fucking weird. Um, but um, you know, like. I don't see them being anything but. And I, look, I'm. I was wrong about the Sonic movie. I'll say that. Uh, I was like, why would you? Um, oh my god, what's his name? You're a fan of him. You talking about the guy that played Sonic? Yes, Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. You know that name was on. I knew the name earlier, and then blanked out when I came to. I he was also in Parks and Rec as Raphael. But Ben Schwartz, like. He worked as Sonic. Like, you know, he sounds a bit like Sonic. He's not identical, but he's also playing the same Sonic that, you know, has been in the video games and stuff. It was like, okay, and like Idris Elba's going to play Knuckles. And it's like, yeah, they're doing something different with it. You know that, like, before they turned the nightmare into what was in the final movie, like, they were clearly going for something different from the video games. How much do you think Nintendo's going to allow them to stray from what they've established as Mario? Oh, none. None. It's going to be Shiggy's baby. Right. And that's where I'm like, this doesn't work in my head. Like, if you're doing something different, fine. But it feels like I'm, I can see it now of being like very clean looking animation because that's what the studio does. Um. You know what uh, I you know what I dice. picture it as? I picture it as a lot of the cutscenes from Mario Rabbids. Yes, but Mario doesn't talk in those and I think that's the important part. And I know this is a weird thing to suggest, but like and I but I said it when it was announced that I had faith in this because what does what is Illumination known for? Despicable me. Minions specifically, right? Yeah. Minions was the runaway hit. What do the minions do? They vocalize very little. So when I was Banana. like Oh, they're doing a Mario movie. That's perfect. They know how to work with characters that don't vocalize too much. Right? Yeah, you could have Anya Taylor-Joy be Princess Peach and Jack Black be Bowser and all that stuff. Because they're going to have to deliver it. But I'm like, you leave Mario and Luigi, you know, do their thing that they did from, like, the Mario and Luigi games. Where everybody else talks. And they kind of just gesture and people get it. 
like, yeah, they're going to have to say some words, of course, but like nothing too major. And I'm like, that, that would have worked because this studio knows how to do that well. What, what if, what if now this I'm is, like, what the fuck? What if this is Chris Pratt's Willy's Wonderland role? No. No, listen, Nick Cage is on a different level of a human being. <laughs> Nick Cage Nick Cage at one point in time was probably seen the same way I saw I see Chris Pratt, right? If but Nicholas Cage is out of his fucking mind. And that's the reason why Chris Pratt will never be like him. Chris Pratt's a little crazy, but not not that way, more like religiously. Um Yeah. Chris Pratt is not taking his money and being like, you know what I need today? A dinosaur skeleton. <laughs> and then having to owe the IRS a ton of money so he has to be in like whatever random movie roles he can get. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, that's where I just don't understand this more than anything. Like, the Sonic movie, I didn't understand parts of it, but it's like, yeah, they're placing it in the real world. At some point, I have to, like, give them, like, I think it was a cop out to film it in the real world obviously for costs but um you know like yeah i was wrong about ben schwartz playing the character um but i'm not super familiar with ben schwartz either um but like you know he sounds like sonic like you put that voice on the not nightmare version of it and it's like yeah he comes off like i, I could see that being the video game character and it's just i don't know like sonic hasn't had a consistent image and and mario has since 96 right yeah and sonic has not ever had a consistent image of what he's going to be like you know well the bar for sonic is much lower than it is for mario right so it's like i don't know this whole thing just seems like really not getting it because because you can't even say that this is for overseas because like chris pratt visually i could understand being an overseas draw right you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, it's a live action movie. Oh, it's Chris Pratt. He's a star. They get that aspect, but like somebody else is, you know, recording the dialogue in the native language. Um, but you're not going to see Chris Pratt. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> you know, like that's where I'm like, I don't fully grasp that. And I, I just, I, I'm sorry, but I have way too much faith in people that that is not the reason why they go to movies. They go to movies because, especially now that it's property-based and not, like, original concepts. If it was original concepts, I could understand. But, like, this is not an original IP. This is a video game. And I just can't see that Chris Pratt is the draw and not Mario. Because Mario is a more recognized figure than Chris Pratt. And I'm not doing that to shit on Chris Pratt. I mean that for everybody. Mario is more well-known than everybody acting in the movie. Does he do these people need to be here, whether I like them or not? And that, that, that's where I'm like, cost wise, like, I just don't know why you'd spend the money because it's like, you know, Chris Pratt's not doing this for less than a million, you know, like, it's just eh. the business side of movies make no fucking sense to me. <laughs> but Italian accent, I part of me, listen, I'll, I'll apologize. On podcast to Chris Pratt if he doesn't attack. <laughs> I, I I think I need to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show uh, in in the notes that says uh, this is a drinking game podcast and every time the word Chris Pratt is said, take a shot. Oh, it won't be after this episode. Just yeah. 
it All doesn't. Right. The whole thing's stupid. Let's get to better news. Let's get to the better news or the weirder news. So Nintendo announced that they are expanding the Nintendo Switch Online. This has been a rumor for a long time, and the rumors we started with were the Game Boy. Uh, that seemed to be a lock. That did not happen. But instead, we get. Lie. Well, I think it's still coming. I, I do eh. believe it's still coming. Just like we knew N64 was coming, and well, here it is. N64 is here. Uh, but I, in addition to N64, they're adding Sega Genesis. That's fucking weird. It is, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't need these. Like, the no, Sega Genesis easily... collection exists, and it's fine. It's fine, yeah. It's not like it's not the best version of those games, but I'm also not going to tell you that they're unplayable. And they're the exclusive place, like, Switch is the exclusive place for Sega Ages. Like, okay, you, you got better ways to play Sonic? Like, I don't, I don't know, the whole well, thing we'll, is just very weird. Yeah, we'll get into the details in a minute. I did want to bring up the controller. So, they also announced two wireless controllers for this, the N64 controller, which why would anybody want that over... The Pro yeah. Controller, uh, and also the Genesis Controller, which is $50. That Genesis Controller is a rip-off. $50. That Genesis Controller is a rip-off, because I'm pretty sure you can get a Sega-branded one from Retrobit that is basically the same controller that I think works on PC and Switch. So is the N64 controller that they re-release, is it going to have the shitty analog stick too? Uh, it's, I don't remember what I was listening to, but somebody said, Did it, does it come pre-powdered? Yeah. You like, got the dust in the box for you? I hope so. That'd be awesome. Oh, man, I don't... I just like the concept of having an N64 controller that's attached to the side of the, the Switch still. I know, but it, that's not what happened, not. and it sucks. I know, I know, it's disappointing. Alright, um, let's let's go through the game. Well, let's start with what... Just, no, go ahead. Just one more thing. The... The N64 controller, like, you said the Pro Controller, shit, you have Joy-Cons, they still work better than the N64 controller. Don't do that. Don't buy that controller. Yeah. Nobody likes those controllers. Um, I think, uh, speaking of retro controllers, I think the, um, the, there's a wireless version of the Brawler that I think you can hook up via Bluetooth to the PC, and it might work on Switch. Get the Brawler controller if you want. Double check to see if it'll work on Switch, because I'm sure that somebody's tried it. But there's a Brawler 64 made by... Um, God damn it, I better have my information, otherwise someone will be like, where was it? Um, Retro Fighters. Um, yeah, Retro Fighters has a wireless Brawler controller, and it's like a wide controller that looks more like a... Um, uh, GameCube controller, but it's for the N64, you'd be better off hooking that up. Yeah. Alright, so... Yeah, so this is called the Expansion Pack. Ha 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 ha. Um, to the Nintendo Switch yeah. Online service, it will cost more money. They have not said how much. My guess is they're bumping it from, what is it, $30 a year to 40 maybe $50 a year? Um, yeah... I'm 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 buckling in waiting for the fucking the I'll get it. I can't help myself. I'll get yeah, it. Yeah, me me too. My thing is is like support it this time. I mean, you I've know? been a subscriber since day 1, baby. But you know what I mean? Like they haven't really supported Oh, you mean Nintendo putting system. new games on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's support it. Like 
Yeah, fuck. Let's get into that. So they announced the launch. This is coming at the end of October, according to the Direct. And the N64 lineup will launch with Super Mario 64, yeah. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Of course. Mario Kart 64. Of course. Star Fox 64. Not surprised. Mario Tennis 64. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, that's a popular game. I get it. Dr. Mario 64, which is the first time it's shown up, right? That is... Yeah, Dr. Mario 64 is the best Dr. Mario, I've been told. And finding a copy of it is near impossible. Well, now you can just play it here. Uh, Oh, I will be. Yoshi's Story? If you want to play a bad Yoshi game, go for it. All right, the last two games are... One is, oh my god, I can't believe it, and one of them is, what the fuck, uh, Win Back... That's the what the fuck one. Um, it's a weird game. And I that saw is. no fanfare for this, but Sin and Punishment is coming in it. And I remember back in the day, that Which game release? never came out. Or the Wii re-release got big praise. but yeah. Like the N64 game was huge because that was back in a time when, you know, importing was a lot harder than it is now. And we all wanted to play Sin and Punishment. We heard how awesome Sin and Punishment was, but none of us could play it because none of us had the adapter for the N64. Oh, do you know that you could just take the back off? and? Well, we didn't know then, fucking Anthony, we were what, 15, 16 years old? Come on, man. We weren't well, into just, all this. We didn't, the, we didn't have the was, internet back then. It was back, back then. Wasn't judging. Uh, but those it. those are your launch games. That's a decent start. Uh, coming in the future, they've confirmed F Zero X. Awesome. Paper Mario. Awesome. Mario Golf. Yeah. Kirby Paper 60- Mario is a hundred bucks for like the fucking cartridge. I know. And now you can just get it. Uh, Kirby sixty four. The Crystal Shards. Legend of Zelda Majora's okay. Mask. Yep. Pokemon Snap. Oh yeah, the Pokemon Snap was a great one. I was happy to see that. And then the big shocker one, Banjo-Kazooie, so Microsoft and Nintendo still <laughs> hugging. I forgot about Banjo-Kazooie showing up there. Yeah. Yep. Diddy Kong Racing. That's the one I want. That is the one. Diddy Kong. is. I still play that on, on RetroArch. I love Diddy Kong Racing. All right, let's go through the Genesis games. This is weird. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Streets of Rage 2. Echo, yeah. Echo the Dolphin, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore. So, Castlevania Bloodlines and Contra Hardcore so far are the only ones, but here's the thing. Don't play those versions. Get them in the collections when they go on sale and play the Japanese versions because the Japanese versions are far more fair. Uh, Sonic 2 is available on fucking everything. You're better off playing the Sega Ages version. Um, what was the other one that was 2? Streets of Rage 2. Okay, sure. Um, that's not included in the Genesis collection for some reason. Um, Echo the Dolphin is not fun. <laughs> no, it's a bad video game. It's it's creepy. I like the music. It's weird. Again, there's a Sega Ages version that just allows you. To, I think or I think it might be 3DS though, but uh, that allows you to go invincible. That's the way you should play that game because otherwise, it's not fun at all. We still got more games. We got Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. That's a great game. Yeah. Golden Axe, it's Golden sure. Axe. Gunstar Heroes, also yeah, great okay, fucking nice. game. Uh, Musha, what is Musha? I don't know what Musha. Musha, is. Musha is, I believe, a shooter. But okay. let me double check on. It's an that. acronym yeah. for something, according. Yeah, to so this. it's a top-down shooter. Um, but 
I'm pretty sure this is one of the rarest Genesis games. Makes sense why it's here then. Um, it, it, what part? Of, what series is this? This was part of some company's. Is, um, I don't. I don't know Musha, so I. I mean, I'm sure if you told me, it's to... it's it, it's not even. It's not. I, I'm not even super familiar with it, other than like just the fact that it goes for quite a bit and it's kind of a cult classic. Um. But uh oh, Alest. It's part of the Alest series. Okay, I'm not familiar with that, but I believe you. Fantasy Star Four. Dan, it's on the Genesis collection. You have two, three, four on Genesis version. Right. And, and a speed up. Yeah. Rystar? Cool. Sure. I like Rystar. It's fun. Shining Force? Uh, Shinobi 3, The Return of the Ninja Master? That's a good game. And Strider? It's such a weird combination. By the way, Musha for a cartridge. $330. I believe I will pay the Nintendo Switch Online yeah. expansion pack uh, price. You want to know what the complete price is? I don't know if I do. $975. Ain't no game New worth price. $975. <laughs> New price? $2,070. <laughs> there ain't a game out there that I would pay more than $100 I recall for. If this is, 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 I wonder if this is one of those um, blockbuster rental things. Um, oh, yeah. Like the other, um, what's the one that was on um, Pagane? There's two in Cameron. 64 ones. There's Clay Fighter and Indiana Jones. Neither of those games are good, but yes. No, they're not, but <laughs> if you had the cartridges, which I do, in storage, um, there was a Clay Fighter. Maybe I did. Fuck, I don't remember. I think you, trade, I think you traded it into... Uh... EV games and or um, GameStop and I was like, you do know how much that's worth, right? And you're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, right. I, I knew what all the cartridges I had are worth, but see, Anthony, what they're worth and the Trust space me, they I, take I'm, up. I'm, is... at that, I'm at that point in my yeah. life. Like I'm it's like, just yeah, so I can get the new thing for cheaper, or I can hold on to this crap forever, or and I can still play the old crap, so it don't matter. You know, it's like yeah, I don't like I, I don't of... collect to collect, I collect to play. So yeah, and I got rid of um, Perfect Dark on the N64. Doom you know what? You know the one that everybody cried foul at me for getting rid of were the Mega Man X games on the Super Nintendo. I got so much in trade for those. Like people go nuts over I, those, and I'm like, dude, I can boot up my I Xbox like, and play I, X one, two, and three. I, yeah, I like those games, but I, I'm sorry, I don't understand the the love of those games as much as everybody else. But I, I realize that I'm also someone that loves Battle Network, and so someone's going to say that to me. So it's like. Whatever, I like I like the X sure. games, but none of them are worth you know the not, hundreds not of dollars. For, yeah, exactly. Like it's like if you own the um what is it, the later Game Boy Mega Man titles, it's like you know you can get those on the 3ds for like five bucks a piece if that. Dude, you can buy the Mega Man X Legacy Collection on any current platform for less than twenty dollars, and it has yep. fucking All of them. five of those games. Well, there's two X collections. So I think the oh, first right. one's one through five, and then the second well, one is six, come... seven, and eight. Or... Oh, oh, that's because I bought mine physically. That's why. Yeah. Because it comes with both discs in the same. Yeah, it's two car. executables and... on my Xbox, but like two I have all those games sure. installed on my Xbox, and I can just play Mega Man whenever the fuck I want. Like I don't have to. I don't have to spend 
ridiculous amounts of money and then plug a cartridge into a machine that's not even hooked up to my TV right now. Want to know where I'm at? I just walked over to the wall. I'm like, yeah, I think it's two discs. Let me just open it up. It's still sealed. Oh my god. Oh, let's see. <sighs> this is, that's I don't... where I'm at. Why? I'm at. Why like buy it's... stuff that you're not going to even open? Because I, I want to play it. There, that's the thing. My, the reason why I've been getting rid of stuff is like, I have it again somewhere else, and I'm going to play it there. Like, why would I play Doom 64 on the N64? That'd be fucking mayhem. Um, yeah, don't do that because then you can just you can just perfect dark. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, Jeff vs. Gemini, and I, same thing. Got a better place to play it. Star Wars Episode One Racer. Goodbye. Have better places to play it, like on my Switch or PC. Um, there's another N64 game that I got rid of that I clearly don't remember. That speaks volumes. Yeah, but it's just like a lot of stuff like that where I'm just like I'm not I'm not going to play this version. So, All right. Uh, we're done with the news. Uh, we're running deep in the show. We still have to do the contest. I got two emails, no tweets, so I'm going to read one email. Perfect. The other email is from Iorcara. I'm going to wait till everybody's back because it's got some wrestling and other stuff in it, so I would like right, more perfect. people to be there. Uh, I'd like for... more people to have, like, gagging sounds in the background as they go, oh, my God, you bring stuff up. So, yeah, right. perfect. Uh, the, fir- the email that I'm going to read this week is from Antonio. It's... Uh, Says first and foremost, first and foremost, Kana is like is really good. Like I'm going to platinum this game. Good. Uh oh shit, I forgot to talk about this. But he says I played the Halo Tech preview and it felt really good. Not much of a multiplayer guy, so I'm hoping the campaign is good. Yes, Halo Infinite feels so good. <laughs> I played that this weekend, and oh my goodness, that game. I'll play it when it comes out. Yeah, like I, like, I only played, like, three matches. I'm like, this is all I needed to play. I just needed to know how it felt. I know how it feels. Cannot wait. They have nailed the feel of that game. Feels great. Um, He says, there was a lot of hoopla about the Crystal Dynamics announcement, and I agree that it was overblown because big games are always made with help from multiple studios, but I don't understand why an announcement was needed just seemed odd for an announcement. Agreed. Agreed. And then his last... That could be an investment thing. That could be an investment thing. That's the only reason why I could think yeah. of. Yeah. Lastly, he says, Sorry, Ken, but Five Guys Burgers are average and way overpriced. Yes! I do enjoy their fries immensely, though. Uh, I had Indian food for the first time, which was a basic curry and a type of bread called butter naan, and it was delicious. I can't. My wife eats Indian food, and every time we get it, like, my house just reeks. Oh, man, but it's a good smell. No, it is not. It, it's uh, so... It depends on the curry, too. Like, the curry smell that you have, like, that that totally is dependent on, like, what type. I mean, she what does she get? Um, Some kind of chicken. I can't remember what it is. Uh, buttered? No, it's... Nope. Fuck, I can't remember. I order it all the time, and I can never remember. But I know she always gets garlic naan. So, but yeah, I, I, I like the smell of Indian food. The texture of Indian food is a totally different. Thing. I need to go That's back to the first sentence of this email of this paragraph of the Five Guys Burgers are overrated and and overpriced. No, uh, overpriced that, no. not so much, but overrated absolutely. No freaking way, those burgers. Ken, are... they're boring fucking burgers. It's just fucking ground beef in a fucking bun. That's a fucking good burger. There's no taste. 
Oh, please, there's plenty of taste. I, oh, it's meat. delicious. Oh, my God. It's just fucking... You you wouldn't put that in a taco. I ground I, beef. You I, would I, spice it. There no. needs to be some flavor. It's, it's, it's a hamburger, not a taco. But it, my point still stays the same. The meat is boring on its own, and that's what their meat is. There's no flavoring to it. I'm not looking for fake smoke. I'm looking for a little bit of spice of some sort. Y'all motherfuckers need to, to, to appreciate the beef. Because beef is delicious. Yeah, the beef isn't the problem. It's the fact that that's all that there is. Oh, that shit's good. Oh, fucking you disgust me. Nah, y'all fucking disgust me with your hatred no, of fire guys. Yeah, I'm not... It's not that I hate it. It's just that, like... Because you're in the same boat as me. I know you don't put a ton of shit on your I don't burger. put anything on my burger but cheese, but I love the taste of burger. And when burger is quality, like, uh, it tastes good. Not, that's not the taste of burger. It's just the taste of fucking ground beef. What do you think a burger is? It's ground beef. It's something else. Other things. No, it's this delicious. Is, oh my god. You would eat boiled chicken and tell me it's fucking great. Get the fuck No, I don't like shit. boiled chicken. I like fried no one, chicken. And? And? No one likes boiled chicken. <laughs> you know what, though? A lot broth? of people like Five Guys. Okay, but they also get stuff on their burger. You and I are in the... Like, I know people who don't get stuff on their burger that, that like Five Guys And burgers. if they tell me that it's their favorite burger, I'm going to assume that they've only ever eaten Five Guys. Or no. shitty McDonald's burgers. No. Or God, God bless them if they have, but like tried to eat a Whopper. <laughs> like, Dude, I like, had a Whopper this weekend for the first time and like... God, I don't know. It's been probably six months. Was it okay? It was actually okay. That's good. Because yeah. let me tell you, I feel like, that, again, we said it before, Burger King is the worst. <laughs> it is the worst, and I don't know why I rolled the dice. It just happened to be the restaurant of the parking lot of where I was picking up my groceries. I, I understand that completely. That, that's <laughs> the, the reason why you get cheap pizza. Like, I'm not, like, ever in the mood for, like, a Little Caesars hot and ready. But I'm like, it's on the way home. Man, I wish I, I had one on the way home. And get one. It's it's so. it's literally an hour trip for me to get a hot and ready right now, and that's just not worth it. Ooh, yeah, no, not worth it at all. But like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just like burgers are. There's so many better places to get burgers, and I'm like that are actual restaurants, not fast food. But like, I'm sorry, that's just a very boring burger to me. And no, it's, it's like, crazy. if you get more stuff on it, I'm sure that burger ends up being way better. But, like, if you're like me, you know, all, all you get is kind of, like, mustard on it. I was just like, yeah, this is just ground beef and mustard. Like, there, I just wish there was something else in the meat, like, mixed with it to just make it that much bit better. Like, some fucking pepper would go a long way. Oh, I like it. I think it's delicious. Anyway, let's do this contest. So, you all been waiting to hear... How to get your free copy of Man Eater the Game for the Nintendo Switch. What we're doing is we teamed up with Oh god, who Tripwire, sorry. Tripwire. Uh Tripwire to give away five codes for the Nintendo Switch version of Man Eater. Now the reason that we're doing this is if you do not win this, um Man Eater is on sale for forty percent off right now on the Nintendo Switch. So you can head over to the eShop and pick up this game. I just started playing the Truth DLC. Um, I know Anthony, you hundred percent of this game. I think I'm damn near close to hundred percent. I I have not played the truth. That is not on Switch right now. Um, that might yeah. come in the future. I'm but sure the, that it'll uh, Switch be version is the Switch version's just the base game. And honestly, like it, it, as far as ports go, it, it was very good. Like I I couldn't tell much of a difference between 
I'm obviously playing on the original Xbox One, but uh, I couldn't tell you what the difference was between the Xbox One version and the Switch version other than a couple particle effects. And honestly, it felt more like a stylistic difference than a like full-on like just graphical fidelity issue. Yep. Like, it is a good port of this game. And it's a good fucking video game that you should play. You're like, do you want to play Tony Hawk, but instead you're a shark jumping out of the water to grab license plates? Then guess what? <laughs> Man either. <laughs> you can eat seals and fucking people. This game is rad. Just the thought of process of doing the the scrunch hop across the shore to grab people <laughs> to run away is still the best Oh, so thing. check this out. In the DLC... Uh... In the DLC, there's these towers that like are, are tracking you. So you have to grab people in your mouth and throw them at the towers to take the oh. towers down. This game is rad and you should want to win a copy. We got five of them. What you need to do is you need to tweet at us, at M4G Podcast. You need to hashtag ManEaterSwitch, all one word, and hashtag ZTGD Giveaway. And Anthony, you tell them what they have to tell us in this tweet. You need to tell us what Hollow Notes song would make a good game. <laughs> Obviously, Maneater has been taken. So you got to go into their catalog. And if you want to go into detail on what you think that game would be, that's fine. But you just, you need to, I need to know your thoughts on what Hollow Notes song would make a good video game. Yep, and then next week we will pick the winners. So make sure you are following at M4G Podcast because I need to send you the code. We will pick five winners. for So all five people listening to this show, if you want a copy from Maneater, all you got to do is tweet at us. It's a free game for tweeting at us. If you don't win, though, 40% off on the eShop right now. Go to the it's, page. It's completely worth that, too. Yep, I'll make a tweet I, about it. We talk, like, just an aside where I get really serious. We talk a lot about, like, Switch ports. This, this is one of us, some Black Magic shit. That's good to hear, because I have not played the Switch version. I just know that this it, is an awesome fucking video game. It, it also doesn't look like, like, you know how Doom had to give up a bunch of graphic fidelity to yeah, run? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not that. It, it looks really good still. That's good. That's great. I'm glad when companies take the time to make the Switch version good because most companies don't take the time because fuck it, they know they're just going to sell it anyway. I didn't put in my review, but I found this game a lot easier to play on Switch because like the less particle effects in the water made it very like made it very easy for me to see. I think I have vision problems. <laughs> you might. You might need to look into some glasses, old man. I actually think I do. Yes. So. All right. So that's that's it. I know you've been waiting to hear this. Do this. And since people joked that there's only five listeners, hey, if all five of you tweet at us, you can win a fucking copy of a free video game that's really good. I don't. I don't normally do giveaways, but when they ask me if I want to give away a good video game, I'm down for that. You know, I don't want to give away shit because like. It's cool to get a free game, but if you get it and it sucks, you're like, why? I don't want your free game. <laughs> that is not the case of Maneater. I feel like you keep walking into, like, bad video game territory, which is not Maneater. No, it's not Maneater. Maneater is quality video games. You should you should pick that game up. I'm gonna... I need to eat now. I'm hungry. All this talk about Five Guys made me hungry, but it's and football. Eating men. <laughs> and eating men. Thank you for that. I don't I don't want to pick up my <laughs>
Five Fuck guys. He's gone off in. the rails. Are you ready? Two Drew left. Uh, I don't care. I'm having a good time. It was a good week for video games. It's going to be another good week for video games. It's the fall season. Lots of video games coming out. Football's on television. The weather's getting cooler. Ah, uh, this is my favorite time of year. Everything I love is 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 this time of year. Pumpkins, sweaters, fires, football, video games. Fires Good shit. are all fires are for every season. Yeah, but they smell better arsonist. in the fall. Smell better in the fall. Anyway, that is the show for this week. If you want to f- send us an email, it's podcast.dtgd.com. If you want to tweet at us, it's at M4G Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Drew is at DML Fury. Anthony's a complacent robot. I am at ZTGD. And make sure you tweet at uh, N4G Podcast with your hashtag so you can get a free video game. You can also check out the site's uh, updates on ZTGD content. Um, Phoenix Downs Diablo 2 starts this week. So they'll be talking about you know going back to the cow level. Maybe. Diablo 2. I don't have anything else. I'm hungry. I don't know why my email just popped up. So unless you have anything else, we're going to get out here. Here's first. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.